What is up, everybody? Happy Sunday. Peace be unto you. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the day of rest, so why not get a little crazy while you're resting? That's right. And we got to talk about our guest this week, the one and only Reed Millard. This guy is freaking awesome. From Joe Bell, if you guys have not gone out to the theaters and seen it yet, please do so. This guy deserves an Oscar nomination. Absolutely, man. And this is, we've said it all week long, but this is a can't-miss interview that's going to make you laugh. It's going to make you cry. You're going to get deep into some social issues. And then we're going to wheel it up and he's going to give us, you know, how much he loves in being in Mark Wahlberg's pecs. Yes, it's so great. <laughs> it's, it's so, so good. great. I mean, they they might be comfy. That's what he said. They <laughs> might be a little comfy. But yes, guys, super excited for you to hear that interview. But that's later on the show. Now, let's get a little crazy. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of One Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. <laughs> it is episode 169. I was just thinking about how insane it is that we're almost to guest 150. Yes! I mean, we're, we're rapidly closing in on show 200, guest 150. It, it, it's insane to me. Four years. We're almost four years into this thing, guys. And, and yeah... It just keeps getting more and more fun. It does. It does. I mean, there's surprises around each corner we take. So, I mean, it's fun. It's crazy. You guys know it's in the name. And if it's going down in Hollywood, we are talking about yes. it. Yes. And you guys know your host with the most, myself, JLo Fantastic, and the one and only Mouth. What's up? Four years strong, living good, living great. Oh, man. But the industry news is super freaking packed, guys. I mean, of course, we're talking about Disney, the Mouse House, of the course. reign of all terror. And we're talking about. <laughs> bugs we're talking about warner brothers we're talking about the latest films that just came out suicide squad boy oh boy this might be my favorite dceu film it's definitely near the top of my list as well and yet it keeps getting hammered for some reason because it it underperformed at the box office yeah i I don't know. We'll, we'll discuss that, but it's fucking epic. It is epic. It, it is. Oh, man. Oh, man. But before we get this thing started, be sure to head over to our website, www.crazyantmedia.com, where you can start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. Actually, today is the last day of a sale, so be yes. sure to head over there right now and check it out. Get what you can, because while supplies last, things fly right off them shelves, man. <laughs> it's crazy how fast they go. But let's talk about it. Let's get into Disney, the oh. one and only. <laughs> man, oh man, it's great. Walt Disney Animation Studios is opening a new production facility in Vancouver, which yes. is very interesting. British Columbia, obviously. As it ramps up its streaming offerings, uh, animation is huge right now. Focusing on long-form series like the upcoming musical revisiting of Moana, which was super successful at the box office and after that. It was. The studio will recruit new talent for its feature quality slate of special projects meant for exclusively for Disney+. Plus. Uh, back in Burbank, though, the flagship animation studio will expand its over 900 employees and remain the mm. exclusive home for the film project as well as the shorter form series such as the recently announced Baymax and Zootopia Plus. Uh, stories are in development, storyboarding, production design, and all the projects will be based in Burbank for now. I'm I'm just I'm just wondering how much that expansion is gonna go, or if they're gonna have to cut back on that after they lose that lawsuit. Yeah, it's, oh, um, yeah. it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> I'm gonna they're gonna have to pay Scarlett a lot of money. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Marvel producer, speaking of Marvel, Brad Winderbaum 
has confirmed that Haley Atwell, you know her, you love her as Captain Carter's character, who's been at the center, as you guys know, of most of Marvel's marketing efforts for What If, which is right around the corner, y'all, I'm so excited, will not only be highlighted in season one of the series, but get this, y'all, she'll be a major presence moving forward, and he confirmed that Atwell will return not only for the show's second season, but also any subsequent seasons after that. They basically said she's going to be the lead in every season of What If and every storyline. Wow. That's awesome. That is super awesome. I I was not expecting that. And I mean, Carter, who everybody knows and loves from the Captain America movies, was not touched on a lot. So I'm excited that, I mean, her character is going to get more spotlight as it deserves. Absolutely. Oh, man. This next one I'm super excited about. (laughs) And I'm not surprised at all because it was super huge. Uh, Clone Wars Season 7 was huge for Disney Plus and no surprise that a second season of the animation Star Wars series The Bad Batch is coming to Disney Plus in 2022. The renewal announcement came as part of the one two-part finale of season one of the show, which debuted on Disney Plus uh, this past Thursday, so be sure to go check it out. Catch up now. Uh, The 16-episode first season, which premiered on uh, May the 4th, obviously, of 2021, a.k.a. Star Wars Day, and it's just killing it right now. Yeah, man. So, I mean, check it out. Always a good day to debut those things. Exactly. That wasn't the only Star Wars news, though, that Disney had. Disney also announced that a Halloween-themed Lego Star Wars special is apparently coming to Disney Plus called Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales. Now, this is going to be interesting. It's going to feature a talented voice cast that includes Jake Green as Poe, uh, Raphael Alejandro as Dean, Dana Snyder as Grabala the Hutt. Mm. That's right, Grabala the Hutt. Uh, Tony Hale as Vinay. Christian Slater as Wren. Trevor Duvall as Emperor Palpatine. Mary Elizabeth McGlynn as NIL-8. And Matt Sloan as Darth Vader. Mm. Oh, now... Why did I say it sounds interesting? Because listen to this logline for it, guys. After the events of the Rise of Skywalker, Poe and BB-8 must make an emergency landing on the volcanic planet of Mustafar, where they meet the greedy and conniving Grabala the Hutt, who has purchased Darth Vader's castle and is renovating it into the galaxy's first all-inclusive Sith-inspired luxury hotel. (laughs) (laughs) Now, while waiting for his X-Wing to be repaired, Poe, BB-8, Grabala, and Dean, a plucky, courageous young boy who works with Grabala, Bala's mechanic apparently ventured deep into the mysterious castle with Vader's loyal servant, Vinay. Along the way, Vinay shares three creepy stories linked to ancient artifacts and iconic villains from across all the eras of Star Wars. As Vinay spins his tales and lures our heroes deeper into the shadowy underbelly of the castle, a sinister plan emerges. With the help of Dean, Poe and BB-8 will have to face their fears, stop an ancient evil from rising, and escape back to their friends. I love it. I love it. Those Lego ones are like super successful. Right? Yeah, yeah, and and they're funny. That's I I love how they integrate humor into the Lego ones. Exactly, exactly. Much needed in such this dark time. Oh yeah. Uh, something else that is much needed. The Mighty Ducks Game ducks, Changers ducks, ducks, is coming ducks. back for season two. Once on a duck, Disney always Plus. a duck. Yes, we're super excited about it because the first season just blew us away. Uh, production for season two is slated to begin early 2022 with. Uh, Steve Brill, Kathy Yusupa, and Josh Goldsmith all set to return as showrunners and executive producers. So, yes. same family coming back to the same show. Yes, and fingers crossed for season two that Joshua Jackson makes an appearance. Uh, it was a scheduling conflict with Dr. Death, so maybe, yep. maybe. Uh, Disney also announced that the upcoming series Doogie Kamala MD, a reboot, as you guys know, of the popular Doogie Hauser MD, 
is going to debut on Disney Plus on September 8th with new installments dropping every Wednesday. The first season will have 10 episodes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I know a lot of people are interested to see how that one's going to turn out. Oh, now, American Idol. American Idol just sneezes the freaking money away because literally Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, and Luke Bryant, and host and executive producer Ryan Seacrest have all inked new deals and to remain with American Idol in 2022, wow. which will mark the show's 20th season overall. First 15, you guys know we're at Fox. Uh, their returns are locked in as Idol is set to open virtual auditions to would-be contestants across the country August 6th. Yeah. So, so uh, two days ago. Yeah, already started, man. That's freaking awesome. Right? Okay. I wonder how much they got paid. I, bet I don't know. But, you know, I, I just remember how nobody thought that it would even last after one season I on didn't. ABC. And here we are five years later. I so know. it's just, I don't know, man. Kudos. Yeah. Okay, so now back in March, you guys remember we talked about this amid escalating controversy surrounding former host Chris Harrison. ABC committed to hiring an executive producer of color for The Bachelor. Well, did we see any movement? Did it happen? Apparently, yes. They followed through on that commitment and have announced that the franchise has named its first ever black executive producer, Jody Bakersville. Nice. She's a veteran producer who's been with the Bachelor franchise for almost 10 years now and has been elevated to executive producer. Bakersville is going to uh, begin her role as executive producer on season 18 of The Bachelorette, which recently began production and premieres this fall. Fantastic. Nice. I mean, person nice. of color and a woman. Love yeah, it. I mean, we that's what, that's what we're it. talking about. Love to see it. Uh, Taisha Adams and Caitlin Bistow have closed deals to serve as co-hosts for the upcoming 18th season of The Bachelorette. I mean, the former stars of The Bachelorette initially stepped in as co-hosts back in the season of 17. After a long time, <laughs> uh, host Chris Harrison stepped aside from his host and duties, you know, being a jackass. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, since then, he has fully departed from the franchise, and season 18 will star Michelle Young, fan favorite contestant from Matt James' season of The Bachelor. And this is which aired back in early uh, 2021. So, I mean, this one has a huge cult following for some reason, so it's continuing to do big numbers. Yeah, man. Yeah. Keep going. Just keep going. I mean, yeah, as long as ride that baby till it's dead, right? It is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If you follow us, you know we tout Danny Strong, our buddy Danny Strong's genius all the time. The man is just epic at what he does. And if you guys saw, Hulu unveiled the first trailer of his upcoming uh, series, Dope Sick, and a release date, okay? The eight-episode limited series gave viewers an ambitious, harrowing, and compelling look into the epicenter of America's struggle with opioid addiction. It stars, as you guys know, we've told you, Michael Keaton, Ray McKinney, Kinnan, Rosario Dawson, Peter Skarsgård, and every other A-lister in Hollywood. Literally. Um, it's going to premiere on October 13th. Guys, watch this trailer. Keaton and Caitlin Deaver, holy shit. Yeah. The, the man is brilliant. He the is. Man, and, and these, uh, it's going to be huge. I can't wait, man. I absolutely can't. This is such an important thing that's happening right now in today's society. So everybody needs to be watching this And one. just a program note, uh, Danny's going to come back and talk to us about it. Yes. yes. Stay tuned. It's going to be fun. Stay tuned. Uh, Hulu and the producers behind The Handmaid's Tale, which is kicking ass right now, are starting to hold discussions about the future of the show. Yeah. As it prepares to return to production for season five of... Over the next few months, the decision will be made whether this will be the show's fi uh, fifth and final season. So 
Ah, I mean, everybody's talking about it. It's all over our Twitter feeds. It's all over Instagram. So I'm very curious to see why you're going to let the big one go. So Yeah, well, uh, rumors are it's because they're focusing on all the new series and Handsmaid's getting expensive after the five years. That makes, makes sense. sense yeah. You know, you got to keep paying them people. So yeah. I don't know. That makes sense. Uh, hey, Aubrey Plaza, love Aubrey Plaza, and Ramon Rodriguez are set to star in the Hulu drama pilot, one of the new ones we're just talking about, Olga Dies Dreaming. It tells the story of a brother and sister from Sunset Park, Brooklyn, reckoning with an absent politically radical mother and their glittering careers among New York City's elite in the wake of Hurricane Maria. Now, Plaza will star in the title role as Olga, a renowned wedding planner whose surface successes masks a dark interior. Rodriguez's character, named Prieto, he's Olga's brother and a popular congressman who is described as wearing his Puerto Rican pride like a badge of honor. That's right. Yeah, so, I mean, getting more diversity, more... Disney's kicking ass with the diversity. That's all I'm saying. They really are. They really are. Uh, Hulu has also handed out a series ordered to drama Tell Me Lies, the first project to stem from the um, the first look TV (laughs) deal from Emma Roberts, uh, inked with the company back in September. Additionally, Grace Van Peten uh, Patton has been tapped to star in the series. Tell Me Lies follows a relationship as it unfolds over the course of eight years when Lucy Albright, who's played by Van Patten, and uh, Stephen DeMarco met at college, they are... At a formative age, when a seemingly mundane uh, choices lead the way to a, a very intense consequences. Mm. Although their relationships begins any typical campus romance, uh, they quickly fall into an addictive entanglement that will permanently alter not only their lives, but the lives of everyone else around them. Oh, Very intense, man. Very intense. Mm. Don't okay. make bad decisions. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> now, you know, they got some movies that they do over there at the Mouse House, too. It's true. Dylan O'Brien has joined the cast of the upcoming Searchlight feature satire, Not Okay. Okay. O'Brien joins previously announced leading lady Zoe Deutsch in the project from director 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 that's writer director <laughs> need more coffee um Quinn Shepard which will premiere exclusively on Hulu Not Okay follows a misguided young woman desperate for friends and fame who wakes up a trip to Paris who fakes up a trip to Paris on her social media presence. When a terrifying incident takes place in the real world and becomes part of her imaginary trip, her white lie becomes a moral quandary that offers her all of the attention that she wanted. Uh Uh-oh. See, that's why you can't live that bullshit on social media. Yeah, right. You get you in trouble. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) The only way this series and or movie, I should say, is going to be great is one is annie gonna be okay and is there a smooth criminal in this fucking thing <laughs> damn right, right so see? i mean you know and reach out to stevie nicks for you tell me more lies you exactly know, exactly you gotta you gotta do the marketing on this one shit. two three killed it uh, uh peabody and globe golden globe winner uh pinterest uh penny as best known as showrunner of hbo's insecure where he also serves as an executive producer and frequent director, uh, has signed an eight-figure multi-year deal with uh, Disney General Entertainment's Onyx Collective. Now, under this new deal, Penny will produce, write, and direct any new projects going through a Penny for Your Thoughts Entertainment banner 
epic banner, Mm -hmm. uh, across all Disney platforms, including Hulu, which is the primary home for Onyx Collective titles. So, you know, I mean, especially if you got darker content, it's going to Hulu. Absolutely. And and good. More diversity. Yeah, as you guys know, that Onyx Collective is focusing on putting more people of color yes. into these projects, both behind and in front of the camera. So good for them. Beautiful. Uh, speaking of finally getting your due, we're jumping to Fox now. After lengthy negotiations for some, all series regular on Fox's flagship drama, 911 have apparently secured pay increases ahead of season five. Now, series star... And producer, we don't always say that, but and producer, Angela Bassett led the way with a major bump that we hear takes her north of 450000 in episode. Damn. That is believed to be among the top salaries on network television for any actor, male or female, and quite possibly could be the highest ever for an actress of color on any broadcast drama series. 911's male lead, Peter Krause, you know him, you love him, Sports Night Parenthood, what a guy, after a 25% raise, commands the second biggest check on the show, believed to be in the low 300,000s range. He is followed by Jennifer Love Hewitt, who joined the series in season two. She succeeded, as you guys know, Connie Britton, because she was busy in Joe Bell. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, who starred top billing with Bassett and Krause in season one. The rest of the cast, including original cast members uh, who joined in season two, are believed to all be getting a 25% raise to about 80,000 an episode next season and are projected to go up to 100,000 an episode in season six. Show me the money. I mean, when you bank money from a show, you should give in return. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. Doing it right. Doing it right. Now, Gordon Ramsay, this fucker, has signed a (laughs) new huge overall deal at Fox Entertainment. The chef, uh, restaurateur, and TV star, who already has a cornerstone at the network's primetime lineup, has joined forces with Fox Entertainment to form a new joint venture studio, Ramsay Global, which he is global worldwide. (laughs) Uh, Fox Entertainment will co-own studio uh, Ramsey Global with the man himself, uh, who's currently uh, TV company, Studio Ramsey, will be fully acquired by the new entity. Now, Fox Entertainment secured the partnership after a highly competitive bidding process with several other companies, including Disney. The deal was said to be in the nine figures range. Yeah. So this man what got What the paid. fuck was that? What the fuck? You call that a story? What the fuck was that? that was That's great. not a fucking story. That's you you got to do a fucking story on me. Like, just, I love right? you, Gordon. I know. It's so great. <laughs> you can't not have Gordon bitch you out you so gotta do funny. it funny side note i saw a little clip of his mom and his mom does not like gordon's food no no so i know funny I, the only time she ever likes it is when he cooks her recipes yeah <laughs> it's really funny it's great stuff though um all right jump into the bunny because we gotta do it cobra kai actor zolo majuriana has been cast you know him he's he's the lead guy in cobra kai yes has been cast in the lead role in blue beetle Very for hbo max yeah. and warner brothers now angel manuel soto was earlier tapped to Wrecked DC's first film and said recently that his this guy was his only choice mm. to play Blue Beetle. Wow. That's who he wanted. Um, it's going to be DC's first film to center on a Latino superhero. Gareth Donut also wrote the script. Multiple iterations, if you guys are comic book geeks, you know this. Multiple iterations of Blue Beetle have existed in the comics. With the film, it's going to focus on Jamie Reyes, an El Paso teen who uses alien armor granted by a strange artifact mm. to defend his hometown. Reyes first debuted in the comics in 2006. 
I'm super excited about this. I hope that it also leads to the debut of Booster Gold because Blue Beetle and Booster Gold always team up, and I think it's going to be badass. Very interesting, and I'm excited to learn about new superheroes. <laughs> So, you know, you know. Yes! Uh, Warner Media is kicking up its investment to podcasts because we know podcasts are huge. That's right. Uh, for HBO Max, announcing, among other things, that Batman The Audio Adventures will be released exclusively on HBO Max in the fall, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, in partnership with Warner Brothers and DC's scripted audio original Batman The Audio Adventures, starring Jeffrey Wright. Uh, as the Cape Crusader, hmm. draws inspiration from the vintage noir atmosphere of Batman the Animated Series. Along with Wright, Batman the Animated Series also stars uh, Rosario Dawson as Catwoman, oh. uh, John Leguizamo. Leguizamo as the Riddler, and various Saturday Night Live alums. Uh, the podcast is written and directed by Dennis Mc. Nichols and um, Batman Audio Vistures is the first for now only HBO Max podcast that will be available exclusively on the streaming platform, which nice. is very interesting because like it's a streaming platform for video. So I'm curious to see how they're going to do that. Are they going to do like the Spotify thing where you know you can kind of watch videos? while watching or on Spotify listening to a podcast. So right. it's going to be interesting. I'm curious, though, because, I mean, these podcasts about superheroes are huge. We see Marvel doing it with the Wolverine oh, yeah. character. So yeah. I'm loving it. Well, and on last week's show, we just told you about another Batman in, uh, a yeah. podcast that's going to be on Spotify, right? Like, what I find really curious about that is Jeffrey Wright. So he's playing Commissioner Gordon in the upcoming live-action Batman movie with Pattinson. And then, and then <laughs> he's going to play Batman. Yeah. I mean, okay. Exactly. Uh, you go And the Watcher in Marvel. This guy's everywhere. Everywhere. Do it, buddy. Do it. Um, oh, this is sad. Sources say HBO Max has passed it on Overlook, mm. the J.J. Abrams-produced spinoff of The Shining. The series is now being shopped by producers Warner Brothers Television. Sources say that Netflix is among the bidders for the series, come on Netflix, and is considered the frontrunner to land the project. Uh, Overlook was one of first three shows Abrams and his Bad Robot banner set up at HBO Max under the production company's $250 million overall deal with the parent Warner Media, and has a commitment penalty, which means that if the series does not find a home, Bad Robot will be financially compensated a lot. Still gonna get the money. I, they're just focusing on all this superhero shit. Exactly. I mean, they, every week we announce a new superhero show on HBO Max from J.J. Abrams, so they're like, fuck The Shining, send that shit somewhere exactly. else. Exactly. But up-and-coming creators, are you listening? This shows that doesn't matter who is attached to this thing, it can still be passed on. So That's make right. sure you have good content. Uh, the HBO film Days of Abandonment, starring Oscar winner Natalie Portman, is no longer happening. Damn! HBO announced this week that Portman that stepped down from the film and production will not be moving forward the statement read and i quote due to foreseen personal reasons natalie portman has stepped down from hbo films uh days of abandonment prior to the start of filming unfortunately the production will not move forward hbo said in a statement we are very sorry we don't or we won't be able to bring this beautiful story to the screen with our talented writer and director and cast. We send our sincere uh, thanks to the cast, the producers, the crew for all their passion and all their hard work. I'd be pissed. Be Me too. I would be pissed, especially those producers. They've been with it since day one. Yeah, man. That's odd. I wonder if we're ever going to find out what why. I hope I mean, so. Mm, I don't know. Hey! 
I'm super excited about this one. Minka Kelly, you know her. You love her. Dove on Titan. She's so badass. Well, apparently her and Dominique Fike and Demetrius Lil Meach Flannery Jr. are joining the season two of Euphoria. Mm. Eyeing a premiere in late 2021 or early 2022, the hit HBO series began filming again earlier this year for its long-anticipated season two. I'm so fucking pumped for I that. I love it. I love their two uh, hit episodes that they released during COVID. Too, oh, yeah. Like, it's going to be great. Oh, yeah. Uh, Julie Halston. Uh, will reprise her role as Bitsy Von Muffling in HBO Max's Sex in the City revival. All right. And just like that, as a recurring guest star, uh, Bitsy is a New York socialite who married flamboyant uh, Cabernet singer Bobby Fine in season five episode of the HBO original I Love Chariot. Uh, Now, the last time she appeared was in uh, season six episode, The Domino Effect. When a very pregnant Bitsy advertises Charlotte, who is played by Kristen Davis, uh, who is having intri- or issues conceiving uh, to try uh, acupuncture. Yeah. Um, it is yet to be known whether Nathan Lane, who played Bitsy's beloved Bobby, will also appear in this one. We've also learned that Christopher Jackson uh, and Leroy McLean have joined the cast as well in recurring roles. So well, they're trying to bring everybody back. Yeah, man. That's awesome, man. If you don't bring Nathan Lane back, I don't see why you would bring Bitsy back if you don't if you bring, don't him, bring yeah, Nathan Lane. You gotta bring him back. <clears throat> boat Rocker Studios. <laughs> That's a great name. Boat Rocker Studio. Don't rock, rock the boat. boat. Don't, don't rock, rock the boat, boat baby. But they want to rock the boat. Okay. Tip that bitch over. <laughs> Has put it to development. Pulitzer Prize winner Colson Whitehead's novel Sag Harbor as a television series at HBO Max. Daniel Koa Bede is attached to write the pilot. Lawrence Fishburne and Helen Sieglin Cinema Gypsy Productions is on board to executive produce. Now, Set in 1985, Sag Harbor tells the story of Benji Cooper, uh, one of the few black students at an elite prep school in Manhattan. Every summer, Benji escapes to the Hamptons, to Sag Harbor, where a small community of African-American professionals have built a world of their own. Oh, wow. Yeah, that sounds badass. That sounds really freaking interesting. I'm excited for that one. Me too. Uh, Now heading over to the I, which is Viacom CBS. President and CEO Bob Backish sent employees a memo this week detailing the company's concerns over the delta variant Stay home. of covid19 <laughs> and specifying that most of the workers will not return back to the office until october 18th at the earliest uh backus specified that employees returning to viacom cbs prior to october 18th in the yellow phase as you will would need to be fully vaccinated uh with the exception of certain union production and essential on-site personnel now, Viacom CBS is also mandating that employees be masked when working indoors, regardless of their vaccination status. So, you know, this shit is getting scary again. So, we need to take full precaution. So, I'm happy this is happening. Me too. It's simple. Mask up and vax. Exactly. It's that fucking simple. It's Mask not hard. up and vax. It's not hard. It's not. Okay. Now, Viacom CBS spending a shit ton of money, y'all. We got some huge deals that we're about to talk about. Following a year plus negotiation, 
Uh, Alex Kurtzman, the prolific producer who pilots the Star Trek franchise for CBS Studios and Paramount Plus, has extended his exclusive overall TV deal with the Viacom CBS units through 2026. In 2018, Kurtzman and his secret hideout inked a $25 million overall deal extension with CBS Studios. Mm. The new deal renegotiates the remaining two years on the first pact and adds three more years to keep Kurtzman and his secret hideout at the studio through 2026. Now, Kurtzman's Secret Hideout banner will expand under the new agreement to add an executive to help manage its growing status of series. Longtime Kurtzman partner Heather Caden remains the head of content for Secret Hideout, which is shepherding five track branded series for CBS Studios and Paramount Plus, along with drama and limited series such as Showtime's The Comey Rule, which was freaking epic, our buddy Billy Ray. So good. And the upcoming The Man Who Fell to Earth. Kurtzman also guided all of the Star Trek universe's digital content, social media, podcasts, and games, as well as all the merchandising and collectibles. The company has become a reliable supplier of high-end shows for CBS, Showtime, and Paramount Plus. You think? Right. Like, come I on mean, now. Jesus, this guy's got like 82 Star Trek shows coming. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's that old it's Star Wars, Star Trek, Star Wars, Star Trek. Whatever you could do, we could do. Whatever you could do, we could do. It's an epic battle. It really is. It really is. I just hope that there – it's like Game of Thrones. I hope there's not too much Star Trek. Right. I mean, you don't want to burn people out. Yeah, no. But, I am excited about Picard Season 2. Yeah, though. I am too. I am too. Now, South Park creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone have set an ex- – expansive new freaking deal at Viacom CBS and MTV Entertainment Studios that calls for the pair to produce 14 movies for Paramount Plus <laughs> based on their enduring Comedy Central animated franchise. The pack also renews South Park as the series for Comedy Central through its 30th season. Um, so that is in 2027. 20, uh, yeah. That's insane. This show... If the symptoms go on goes off first, it'd be insane because I feel like these two are competing because South Park has been so popular for so long. Oh yeah, so these guys deserve it. Absolutely, and fourteen South Park movies. Yeah, right. Um, South Park, the original movie, was one of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant. So fourteen more coming, and they're spending more money. Uh, Dear White People's Justin Simeon has signed an overall deal with Paramount Television Studios. Under the deal, Simeon and his Culture Machine banner will develop premium television series for the studio for broadcast, cable, and streaming platforms. Nice. Congratulations, Justin. Exactly. No details on how much that was, but I bet it was pretty hefty. Kept under those burritos. <laughs> All right. Now, Saturday Night Live breakout Chloe Fineman and Goldberg's Jeff Garland have joined the sprawling all-star cast of Babylon. It's either Dope Sick or Babylon. That's guys. right, man. Uh, the ode to Hollywood's golden age that Damien Chazelle wrote and is directing for Paramount Plus. Uh, Troy Metcalf, who also appears in The Middle, has also been adding to the call sheet. Uh, character details have not yet been revealed to this one. The production is currently shooting in and around the Los Angeles area, and Paramount is planned planning a platform release opening in select theaters on. Christmas Day of 2022, 
before going worldwide January 6th of 2023. And that is strategically for the Oscars. Very There's, much so. <laughs> you know that's why that's going. But hey, okay, it's it's well worth it, I think. Agreed. Uh, this one's really interesting, too. Colin Jost, a.k.a. Mr. Scarlett Johansson, and his brother Casey are co-writing a brand new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie for Paramount Pictures. Michael Bay, Andrew Form, Brad Fuller, Scott Minnick, and Galen Walker are producing the film. The movie's in early development, so details of the plot are being kept under wraps. The untitled live-action movie, however, is separate from the CGI animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that Seth Rogen is producing for Paramount and Nickelodeon. So two separate ones going on. Yeah, so yeah. apparently freaking Warner Brothers is starting a precedent with all these DC movies. I mean, like, seriously. Hey, it's not in the same universe, so we're going to make so much. So. I mean, hey. I mean, you know, you know. Now, this next one's very interesting, and I know you're excited I about it. I am super excited. And I, I've always been a Tim McGraw fan. Well, Tim McGraw and his lady herself, Faith Hill, have been cast leads alongside Sam Elliott in a new Paramount Plus series, 1883, which, as we told you, is a prequel to the Yellowstone series. Yep. The prequel will follow the Dalton family's journey west through the Great Plains and is described as a stark retelling of the Western expansion. And it's an intense study of one of the family's fleeing properties poverty to seek a better future in america's promised land montana now mcgraw and hill will play james and margaret doton uh, the doton family's uh, patriarch and matriarch which uh elliot uh, cast as uh, shay brennan a tough cowboy with some underlying um what me- melancholy melancholy to be revealed as he guides the immigrants to texas from Texas to Montana, the series is expected to begin filming this year. I mean, already, those three people attached, who's not going to watch this? Thing? Yeah, seriously, it's going to be fucking huge. And I love this premise. So apparently Tim and Faith are going to be playing Kevin Costner's parents or grandparents? I yeah. think grandparents. So how fucking epic is that? Right. That's, okay. All right. Believable. Hey, the Chi has been renewed for season five at Showtime. Uh, news of the renewal comes just after the series, as you guys know, aired at season four finale. Now, now, per Showtime, the series is averaging 4.2 million viewers per episode mm. for season four. So I guess it's still doing pretty well. Yeah, The Shy. The Shy. It's doing really well. I heard. I heard, haven't watched any of it, but that's the one with... Uh uh, it's supposed to be the Easy Eat guy. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking, he's not on anymore. No, you know what happened there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but eh, heading over to the Peacock's motherboard ship, uh, NBC Universal's Nicholas Holt is set to star in Universal's Reinfeld, a monster movie yes. centering around uh, Dracula's notorious lackey. Chris McKay, the filmmaker behind The Tomorrow War and the Lego Batman movie, is directing and producing Renfield, uh, which serves as an origin story for Dracula's unhinged henchman. Mm. Based on an original script from Robert Kirkman, the story will be written and or will be written by Ryan Ridley from Rick and Morty in Bram Stoker's 1897 horror novel Dracula's. R.M. Renfield uh, was an inmate in an insane asylum, that, and he was thought to be suffering from delusions that compelled him to eat live creatures in the hopes of obtaining immortality, until uh, it's later revealed that he is under the influence of the one and only Count Dracula. Now, through the plot details for the upcoming movie have not been released yet, the vampire-adjacent tale is said to take place in present day. Ooh. 
Sketchy. Yeah. Sketchy, man. Okay. So that's going to be really interesting, though. And will we see Dracula pop up? Right? Shit. I don't know. I mean, well, I guess we'll find out. Uh, Emmy winner, Ron Cephas Jones. Uh, you guys know him. Uh, Sterling K's daddy on uh, This Is Us. And British actor Vinnie Jones, juggernaut from the X-Men movies, are set for recurring roles opposite Christopher Maloney on season two of NBC's Law & Order organized crime nice oh uh, yeah i'm pumped about that cephas jones will play congressman leon kilbride a born politician who fosters connections and always plays his cards right jones will portray albi brusku an eastern european gangster who is the last remaining member of the organization from the old country of course he's gonna play i a believe gangster. it yeah Vinny jones has <laughs> never played a good guy i don't think i mean he's a bad guy in everything i've ever seen him in so that's so freaking funny i'm excited about that though me I too mean, two phenomenal actors so that's gonna be badass oh yeah uh matthew willig uh who recurred as andre the giant in the first season of the young rock uh, has been promoted to a series regular for season two which makes sense matthew former nfl star and super Bowl winner with the 1999 St. Louis Rams uh, turned to acting when an injury ended his football career. A lot of them seem to do that. So, right? I mean, it's very exciting that he was able to take a different path. So, it's very necessary. Man. And I'm, I'm excited to see the uh, second season of the show. Right. Uh, this one sh- shocked me, but here it is. Chris Collins uh, has stepped down as showrunner and executive producer of Bel Air, Peacock's drama reboot of the 1990s Will Smith sitcom The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And TJ Brady and Rashid Newson, whose credits include The Chai and The uh, 100, will take over as co-showrunners co-show- of Apparently. Now, Collins, who departed actually back in December, was replaced earlier this year by Diane Houston from Empire. Well, she's apparently also departed the series. Damn. The hour-long series, based on Morgan Cooper's popular fan film that re-envisions the original series, hails from Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith's Westbrook Studios and Universal Television. It received a two-season order back in September of 2020. So, but, I mean, okay. I'm expecting, like, behind the scenes turmoil what's going on i don't know i I, I did see creative differences yeah so a lot of people are excited about this. i know so i mean i bet the bar is set pretty high makes kind of sense it does kind of sense uh sony uh given the uncertainty surrounding the delta variant and abide by the changing local guidance sony pictures entertainment uh received a note this week from the studio chairman tony vecarrera uh that they will uh, be turning to work delayed approximately early to mid-October, mm. just like uh, the uh, other one. CBS, yeah. Yep. The Culver City lot will alert employees at least 30 days prior to the new date being set. The studio is continually monitoring the current modeling and data before they set a new date. Uh, originally, Sony's plan was to have employees return starting the week of September 7th. This sucks. I mean, yeah. the, uh, hopefully they, they're still getting compensated, but you never know, man. I mean, especially with all this stuff going on and them not making any money. So it's sad. It is. It it's is rough, really man. And, and who knows? Delta variant and God knows how many other variants. I mean, this might last a while. Yeah. And you know what that sounds like? Carnage. Carnage is coming. Holy shit. Did you guys see this? Sony released a new trailer for Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and in it, chaos reigns. No shit. Uh, The film once again stars Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock. You guys know, a journalist who has an alien symbiote living within him, a.k.a. Venom. Together, they are Venom. This time around, Woody Harrelson also stars as serial uh, killer Cletus uh, Cassidy. 
The new movie will see Harrelson's Cassidy transform into Carnage, a villain known as Venom's chief antagonist in the comics. The upcoming sequel hits theaters on September 24th, and holy shit. I'm so excited. This trailer was fucking epic. It's going to be so damn good. Woody is the perfect person to play fucking Carnage. Oh my like, this God. guy like, just completely embodied the character. Such a fucking great actor. And, and the special effect, Carnage looks fucking badass, he y'all. He looks so good. And, and the comedy, the back and forth yeah, between Venom be and Eddie again is fucking hilarious. He's it's a red one. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let him kill everybody. It's like, what? No. It's so good, uh, man. Uh, it's so great. Be sure to watch the trailer after this. Oh man. my gosh. Uh, not good. Yeah. Not happy about this at all. No. Jeopardy executive producer Mike Richards is in advanced negotiations with Sony Pictures Television to become the permanent host of Jeopardy. What? Now, after Trebek's death, you guys know, Sony initiated a series of guest hosts, some of whom were hoping to land the permanent slot, like LeVar Burton, who should be getting the goddamn job. Richards, who joined the show just last year as executive producer, impressed Sony Pictures brass with his command of the fast-paced game and easy on-air manner. A Sony Pictures spokesman said discussions were ongoing with several potential candidates. He would not comment specifically if Richards' status was as the frontrunner or not. But here's the interesting twist, guys. Does that name sound familiar? Yeah, because he was involved in the lawsuit with Bob Barker on The Price is Right when all those models were suing them for harassment and and, and shit like that. So is I, this the guy you want? I think Jeopardy should just end it. I'm just saying, I mean, for Alex Trebek's uh, like, uh, fucking legacy, I think – I don't think it's going to do the same number, so... I don't think so either, and if you are going to keep it, give it to LeVar Burton. That's uh, all I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting. Heading over to MGM. Uh, MGM TV has optioned Wednesday uh, Martin's best-selling memoir, uh, Primates of Park Avenue, mm. to develop as a television series, with Emmy-nominated Yalin Chang from The Handmaid's Tale set to pin the series adaptation. Former MGM film boss Jonathan Glickman will executive produce via his Glickmania Productions alongside Martin. So very interesting. They're trying to keep that one alive. Keep the lion roaring. (laughs) (laughs) When the lion roars. Great documentary, by the way, of Patrick Stewart. If you've never seen it, it's awesome. Jumping to Lionsgate, and this one has us so excited. As you guys know, me and J-Lo are huge Zoe's Playlist fans. We've had multiple of them on as guests. Uh, Go listen to those interviews. Outstanding. Well, apparently, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, after getting Axed by NBC, you guys know, you remember, we all cried. It might be getting a second life after all. Roku, Roku, that's right, which has been bulking up its original programming slate, is in discussions with Lionsgate Television, which is the producer of the musical dramedy, for a movie special bringing back the original cast, including star Jane Levy. Mm. The project, under discussion, would be a two-hour movie special set during the holidays that would hit the Roku channel around the 2021 holidays. While other reports have said that Roku would have the option to pick up Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist for a new season, we're hearing uh, with the talks that are uh, it's not on the table and that the movie would be a one-off shot to wrap things up and close it down. 
I'm hoping that the other rumors are true and that if it does well, it'll give it another season. But that would be amazing, but at least they would have that opportunity to end it. Yeah, exactly, because right. it left, it, it, as you guys know, it, it ended on a cliffhanger, so we need to know. Exactly, exactly. Uh, newcomer Kelly Gale and Mike Coulter have signed on to star in The Plane alongside Ooh. Gerard Butler. Lionsgate's action thriller centers on Ray Torrance, who's going to be played by Butler, a commercial pilot who has just heroically landed a a storm-damaged uh, aircraft in a hostile territory, mm. uh, finding himself threatened by militant pirates who are planning to take the plane and its passengers Damn. hostage. <laughs> uh, as the world's authorities and media search for the disappeared aircraft, Torrance must rise to the occasion and keep his passengers safe uh, long enough to help them help uh, for help to arrive. Ex-military man being extradited to Canada on charges of homicide when the plane crashes. Uh, there's no word yet on which character Kelly will play at this moment. But I'm just saying, Gerard Butler is falling into that Liam Neeson film. Yeah, where, where it's he's all the same. Playing the same character. Yeah. He's a better actor than that. He is a better actor than that. He's great in comedy. He what is. was that one with Catherine Heigl? That was fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah. Do some other shit. But he does have Power Man next to him, though, so they're going to kick some ass, okay? Yeah, My culture, man. <laughs> oh! I know everybody's super excited about this one. Little Cam especially, uh, the old kiddo Emily there. Lionsgate's Hunger Games prequel film, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, is aiming to start production in the first half of 2022. The prequel movie will focus on Corlinus Snow at the age of 18. That's obviously the President Snow, you guys know. Uh, years before he became the tyrannical president of Panem. Young Corlinus is handsome and charming, and though the Snow family has fallen on hard times, he sees a chance for change in his fortunes when he is chosen to be the mentor for the 10th Hunger Games, only to have his elation dashed when he is assigned to mentor the girl tribute from Improvished District 12. We all know District 12. Hunger Games, which yielded nearly $3 billion in global box office across the four previous films, is likely best positioned as a theatrical release. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we shall see. But, I mean, I could definitely see it because they're really pushing for that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lionsgate is set to release The Flight or the Fight Before Christmas, a holiday comedy featuring my best friend's wedding star, uh, Dermot Maloney. Uh, oh. uh, Maloney. 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 That go. guy. And the Goldbergs actor, Hala Ortina. Uh, Haley Ortina, described as a mischievous tale, follows a 29-year-old Emma, who is played by Haley, whose 54-year-old father, who is played by the one only uh, Dermot, uh, begins dating her high school frenemy. Uh, soon after his wife passes away, Emma embarks on a mission to break up the happy couple after her dad insists they spend the holidays together. So so he's 54 and he's dating her 29-year-old high school friend? That's what it sounds like. Mm. Yeah. Mm, that one's going to cause some controversy. Yeah. I'm just saying. Just saying. Hey. We are super excited about this one. If anyone deserved it, it's this beautiful woman. She is, like, killing it. As you guys know, you saw in our post, she inspires us every day. She just goes out there and get it. I'm, of course, talking about Reese Witherspoon and her media company, Hello Sunshine, which has been sold to a firm backed by private equity giant Blackstone Group. 
Terms are not disclosed, but we're all hearing that the purchase price was between $900 million and a billion dollars. Now, the new media venture Blackstone is backing uh, will be run, get this guys, by former Walt Disney Company executives Kevin Mayer and Tom Staggs, who were both Overlooked as CEO to replace Bob Iger. Yeah. Hmm. Both of them. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Just saying. Um, with Hello Sunshine and its first acquisition. Now, Witherspoon and Hello Sunshine CEO Sarah Harden will join the board of the new as-of-yet unnamed company and will continue to operate Hello Sunshine. Uh, Witherspoon and some other Hello Sunshine executives and investors will apparently roll over their equity and ownership stakes in the newly formed company as well. So... That's awesome. Yeah, I, I just love this story. I do too. I do too. I mean, she deserves it, man. They've been killing it. Uh, now, Netflix, uh, they have revealed a new promo for Cobra Kai and also revealed that the series will be returning this December. Yeah. But there is no official premiere date yet, uh, but the five possible Fridays in December, one of them being Christmas Eve, the others being New Year's Eve, uh, there's really only two different places the series could land. Most likely, December. 3rd and or or December 10th uh, Friday December 17th The Witcher 2 is going to arrive and yeah. we know that I mean The Witcher is basically Netflix's big money oh, ticket yeah. so I mean it's definitely going to be uh, December 3rd or December 10th so stay I'm tuned. I'm going 3rd because you don't want to put it too close to The Witcher either so I agree I think 3rd I think 3rd yep yep let's just go with that mark that down guys we'll see if we're right I don't know hey that other big show on Netflix you know you guys know you love it 11 you know Stranger Things unveiled a few new glimpses is also in a trailer and showed us what's in store for season four uh yesterday uh friday not yesterday today sunday i'm losing all track of days right now uh with the news that the new season is due next year no date again announced but now we know at least it's coming uh next year 2022 so Ah, uh, this is why Netflix pisses me off. That'll be three years. Huh. Well, and remember that that's about their standard because The Crown took fucking three years to come that's out with a set. So, so crazy. annoying, man. Uh, Netflix has secured the world rights to territories including the U.S. on Maggie Gyllenhaal's directorial debut, The Lost Daughters, Ooh. starring Olivia Coleman, uh, Jesse Bucky, Dakota oh, hey. Johnson, Peter Skarsgård, and Paul Mescal. Now, the drama is set to world premiere in a competition at the Venice Film Festival next month. The deal was negotiated with, by or Endeavor content, including most major markets. Oscar nominee Gyllenhaal also produced the project and adapted the script that's based on the infamous 2006 novel Elena Ferrente. Mm. Now, the story follows a woman whose uh, beach vacation turns a into takes a dark turn uh, when she begins to confront the troubles of her past. Mm. I bet somebody shows up and fucks up some things. Oh yeah, <laughs> on the beach. You never want to fuck up things on the beach, but it always happens. Exactly. All kidding aside, she's like the the the, the Halls are like freaking epic. They are. They're so fucking talented and Maggie's a great filmmaker, so that's going to be awesome. Agreed. Hey, whether you loved him as Doogie or you loved him as Barney, it was legend. Wait for it. Dairy news that we found out this week that Neil Patrick Harris has been tapped as the lead in Uncoupled. That's right, guys. He's returning to TV. Netflix's new comedy series created and executive produced by Darren Starr. Uncoupled centers on Michael who's going to be Neil Patrick Harris, who thought his life was perfect until his husband blindsides him by walking out the door after 17 years. Oh, shit. Overnight, Michael has to confront two nightmares, losing what he thought was his soulmate and suddenly finding himself a single gay man in his mid-40s in New York City. 
Damn. Right? Yeah, man. But if ever there was somebody to overcome it, Neil Patrick Harris. Always. God. Always. <laughs> Filming is slated to begin. Get this. In New York City. <laughs> wow. You're going to film it and it takes place there. That's awesome. Uh, later this year. So I'm pumped, though. I'm pumped, I'm too. I'm just super excited to have him back on TV. He's a great talent. And, I mean, he deserves more content. Yes. So I'm super pumped to see that. Uh, Ashton Kutcher will star opposite of Reese Witherspoon in a romantic comedy, Your Place or Mine. In the film, two best friends who live on opposite coasts swap homes for a week and see uh, their whole lives change. What? Yeah, right? Oh, my God. Okay. That's, That's going to be, be funny. Yeah. I mean, Ashton Kutcher and Reese, they're going to play off each other so well. Agreed. Oh, uh, hey, Carrie Washington. All right. She's returning as well. Carrie Washington is gearing up for a new adventure set to star in and produce Rockaway for Netflix. In the movie, Washington plays a Manhattan-based journalist who unexpectedly discovers the transcendent power of surfing while on a routine assignment and finds herself running from the comfortable life she's always known towards a life of romance and self-discovery in eclectic Rockaway Beach. Mm, I don't want to be surfing in anywhere where it's called rocks. No. Just, I'm just, just saying. saying. <laughs> Might be a little dangerous. It's not a good combo. I'm no, just saying. Not at all. Not at all. Well, Nia Long has joined the cast of Netflix's upcoming romantic comedy, Plus Minus. Uh, Long will uh, appear alongside Riverdale star Lily Reinhart and Luke Wilson. Uh, Plus Minus centers on Natalie, who is played by Reinhart, whose life uh, diverges into two parallel realities on the eve of her college graduation. One version sees her become pregnant and navigate motherhood as a young adult in Texas, her Texas hometown, and the other journey takes place as she moves to Los Angeles to pursue her career. The contrary paths lead the 20-something Natalie uh, experience, life-changing love, devastating heartbreak, and rediscovering herself. I think this is going to be very freaking entertaining because people always wonder, what if? What if? Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And Nia Long, I, I, she, I love her, man. Yeah, she's I, great. I, yeah, yeah. Right, this one, hey, uh, we found out, which is going to be pretty cool. Uh, Luis Guzman, great character actor. You've seen him in all kinds of stuff. He's apparently set to play Gomez Adams in Wednesday, the series coming at Netflix. Guzman will appear in a guest-starring role as Gomez, the patriarch of the Adams family. Because as you guys know, this is focused on a grown-up Wednesday Adams. So yes. Makes sense. It's only going to be a recurring role, but that's awesome. Exactly. And Isaac Gonzalez is in negotiations to join the cast of the Netflix sci-fi series, Three-Body Problem mm. with Game of Thrones co-creators David Benioff and D.B. Weiss uh, adapting the series based on the famous sci-fi book series. The series is the first major series from the duo since the end of the one and only Game of Thrones. Ooh. So, I mean, you know they ink that overall deal with Netflix, so you guys know they're making some fucking shit. <laughs> so, we'll see, we'll see. We'll see. Speaking of uh, some a lot of money, that's all I'm going to say, a lot of money. The Lord of the Rings series at Amazon officially has a premiere date, apparently. The highly anticipated epic fantasy series will debut on the streamer on September 2nd of next year, with new episodes dropping weekly after that. Now, filming was completed on the first season of the show on August 2nd in New Zealand. Amazon also has released the first official image from the series, and if you guys check it out, it looked pretty epic, but I don't know if it's worth a gazillion dollars 
was like right. Expensive. I mean, I'm expected to be blown away by the amount of money that they freaking spent. I mean, the amount of money they spent blew me away itself. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Paper Girls developer and executive producer Stephanie Folsom has stepped down as the showrunner or the co-showrunner of the Amazon series. Folsom will have no active uh, participation in the series going forward with uh, co-showrunner Christopher C. Rogers uh, becoming a solo showrunner. He will be. Uh, Paper Girls follows four young girls while out delivering papers on the morning after Halloween in 1988 Mm. uh, become un wittingly caught in a conflict between warring factions of time travelers sending them on an adventure through time that will save the world now the cast includes (laughs) sophia rosinski uh cameron jones riley lee nellett and finna starza and ali young so very freaking a lot of time travel stuff lately right right? like it i mean legends tomorrow started that shit i'm just saying and now it's like all over the place exactly hey jump into apple are you ready to let's get physical physical okay well if you're not too bad because it's coming back physical's been renewed for season two at apple the season one finale of the dark comedy dropped uh friday and physical is currently get this has a 67 percent rating among critics and a more favorable 86 percent rating among viewers on rottentomatoes.com i think it's rose burn yeah people just love rose burn i love rose burn i haven't checked this out yet but i hear it's pretty good yeah definitely definitely and it was not a good week for jj because apple has opted <laughs> not to pick up the second season of a half-hour romantic dramedy little voice oh. uh, from jj abrams and sarah borelli's now the show which uh featured original music by the grammy and tony winner nominee borelli's um premiered last summer and had a quiet run drawing a loyal but small audience compared to other recent half-hour apple series so they were just like killed it i think jj's gonna be okay though. i think so <laughs> what's he gonna do oh no no he's gonna be fine uh i'm excited about this one because i love matthew vaughn uh apple original films is closing worldwide rights on argyle the next film to be directed by matthew vaughn and produced by his marv banner get this the package for an asking price of 200 million dollars and sources say that this deal will close right around that exact amount um it's a deal for one picture but the hope is that they'll be getting to launch a franchise now argyle comes in with a pretty hefty cast, hence the $200 million asking price. Superman himself, Henry Cavill, Sam Rockwell, Bryce Dallas Howard, Brian Cranston, Catherine O'Hara, John Cena, yeah. and Samuel L. Jackson. What the fuck? That's crazy. That, the $200 million is just for the salaries. Well, what are they going to do the production with? Holy shit. And get this, I'm super excited about this one. Making her screen starring debut will be Grammy winner Dua Lipa. Mm. That's fucking fantastic. I'm a huge fan of Dua. That's going to be awesome. Exactly. And apparently, this is how they got her, with maybe not having to pay her so much money. She's also going to provide music for the title track and score. The film follows the world's greatest spy as he is caught up in a globetrotting adventure. Very interesting, That's man. a fucking brilliant cast, Yeah. Though. Apple's got that money, though. Uh, Apple's got that money. I guess so. Um, Speaking of, Brendan Fraser has joined the cast of Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon. Everybody knows we've been talking about this one, the one with Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. Very interesting premise. I'm actually really curious to see this one. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that it's probably going to be a classic overall. But as soon as I say that, I think about The Irishman. So, you know, I mean, it's going to be very interesting. Like I said, I mean, it's got some amazing people attached, but... 
Who knows? Absolutely. All I'm going to say is thank you, Greg Berlanti, for for giving us Doom Patrol and yeah. allowing Brendan to make it back into the limelight. He man. deserves it. He's he a does. good guy. He does. I know you're excited about this one because we're both big fans of Justice Smith. Yes. Apparently, Justice Smith has joined Julianne Moore and Sebastian Stan in Apple's original film, Sharper. Nice. <laughs> Not much details about the film or the characters, but we do know that Smith is set to play Tom. A bookstore owner in New York City. That's about as vague as you can get, guys, but right. thanks for that info. <laughs> exactly. But at least he's taking on more adult roles because the one he just played in Generation, he was a high school student. That's true. So he can bounce back and forth. That's true. Really excited about that. But now it is time for the one and only Reed Miller to come on the show and talk about yes. Joe Bell. Oh. oh, man. This was such an inspiring interview. This guy honestly like anytime he's wanting to come back on the show i mean just call us up while we're recording he can freaking <laughs> it does not matter he's epic i can't wait for everybody to hear this one i know it, i mean we tease it all the time but you really will ride a wave of emotions with this interview we get really deep but then it's also a lot of fun and just he's a great guy agreed agreed well here he is reed miller welcome inside the crazy ant farm man how are you Dude, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, man. We are super stoked to have you on. Uh, Logan and I have both seen the movie, and we may or may not have just watched one of your short films. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. <laughs> we're going to be talking about <laughs> oh, that. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that Amazon oh, Prime. Damn that Amazon Prime. <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> uh, you're welcome for the $3, my friend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dude, thank you. Uh, yeah. I honestly needed it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, we, we're super pumped, and I know, I know the listeners are going to be just super Stoked, man. Yeah, me. This is great. Thank you so much for having me. I, I love the love the energy. It's a very, very, very nice change of pace. <laughs> well, good. Well, good. But what we like to do at the very beginning of each interview is have our guest introduce themselves to the listeners. Uh, tell us how you got into it. Did you like always want to do this, or did you just kind of fall into it? I honestly kind of fell into it. You know, when I was uh, when I was growing up, I was very artistic and very um, very odd. Mm-hmm. Like like I think back to like how I was when I was like thirteen or like twelve. And I'm like, oh my god, what was that? <laughs> um, but I that was just me like not knowing like who I was or what I wanted to do. But I had all of this creative energy all the time, which is actually like one of the reasons I something a lot of people don't know is I got into running like I'm a huge runner I run all the time I run like three times a day oh wow um yeah and it's so I got into running because I had all that energy and I had nothing to do with it um but yeah so basically my parents you know took me out of school because I um I grew up with a lot of anxiety and just um nervousness uh, in general so it was very hard for me to focus uh in a normal school setting Hmm. and um you know they were really just kind of having a hard time figuring out like okay like what is the best path for him to take because he's not like other kids he's not going to get into sports he's not going to you know, have a desk job, like he's definitely going to do something, um, something different. And mm-hmm. so my mom ended up hearing about this, this essentially like a talent search slash showcase type of deal and, uh, called the arts. And their whole thing is they travel to small towns uh, like mine, specifically looking for people who are trying to find their place in the arts. And uh, I auditioned and I uh, prepared a, a monologue that I cringe at now, and <laughs> I uh, also cried yep. on stage because um, someone's phone rang in the middle of my monologue, oh. and it was so literally seared, seared into my brain is the sound of this horrible, like, Verizon <laughs> phone, like, 
I mean, when I like sear, like it, it, like you know, people wake up at, like in the middle of the night with a cold sweat. Like they're like, oh man, I had a dream where I was naked in my classroom. No, I had a dream about that that ringtone. That's that right. <laughs> so, so now uh, every audition, you're like, I'm gonna need your phone. I'm for the moment. I'm gonna oh, have to yeah. put all these. Away. I walk in. <laughs> I'm gonna, I need, I'm gonna need to make sure everyone's phones are on silent right. uh, before we start going here. Um, oh my gosh. But yeah, so anyway, um, I did that and, you know, I, I was so upset, like on a real note, because it was like, man, like that kind of felt like my only opportunity to, you know, try something that may be the key to right, what right. I need to be doing with my life. But I was very lucky that uh, Kim Myers, who owns the whole thing, before I had my freak out, saw that, you know, that there was something there and that I wasn't awful. Uh, and she she was very kind and she told us to stay after all the auditions were done. And she, um, you know, was like, we want to accept you into the program. We want to help you. We want to train you. We're going to take you to uh, Orlando with all these other people. And you're going to perform for a bunch of agents and managers. You know, honestly, just the typical art show, uh, the typical like acting showcase thing. Right. And long, long story short, did that. Went really well. Went through some agents and managers until I ended up with the team that I'm with now, who I absolutely adore uh, and have been my day ones. Uh, and I cannot believe I just said day ones. Um, I'm going to need you to uh, delete that. I'm going to need you to delete that right now. We will no, we'll be they're, sure they're to do that, so. Reed. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll be sure to do that as we're live. <laughs> I don't believe we signed over editorial control to you, Reed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, but last I checked. Uh, no, that's, but yeah, so that's that's kind of where where I started and how I kind of got my, uh, my, my start in the industry. Oh, and was wow. that in Chattanooga? No, 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 no. So I was born in Chattanooga. Okay. And I moved uh, to Texas. Okay, good, Lubbock, good, Texas, good, 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 yeah. When I was like six. Yeah, and okay, then I, yeah, but then I, I moved to, or no, 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 I'm so sorry. I moved to <laughs> Lubbock a lot earlier. I moved to Odessa, <laughs> Texas when I was six because ah. I spent a, a majority of my life in Odessa, like Friday Night Lights. Yeah. And yeah. Um, that's where I had my audition, and that's um, where I moved from, from uh, Odessa to uh, L.A. Oh, nice. Fantastic. And yeah. I tell you what sticks out to me in that little passage right there. And I mean, especially kind of hits home for me because my brother is also a very anxious person and doesn't really know. I, he just recently dropped out of school as a junior because he couldn't function in a normal classroom setting yeah. and just couldn't be around anyone else. So now, of course, still staying at home, working the day job, but he's doing really well with like this online gaming. And my parents are in oh, full, dude. Yeah, they're in like full support of that. So I just think that's amazing. Not even just for actors coming up, uh, for everyone who is just trying to make it through life. Just because yeah. you are in this type of situation, just because you were born this way, doesn't mean you can't succeed in life. So absolutely, I think that's absolutely. very important that you sh shared your story about that. So I appreciate oh. that. For sure. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because it's, it is so true. It's, you know, I was di diagnosed with an anxiety disorder and I, I overthink everything mm -hmm. all the yeah. time. Oh, my and goodness, it's like, yeah. yeah. And it can feel like the end of the world when really it's, you know, just because you may not be considered, you know, what, what others people, what other people's definition of normal may be, doesn't mean that you can't succeed and exactly. doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. Absolutely. It just means you have, it just means you operate in a different way, which honestly can be more 
uh, which can honestly help you later in life, honestly. Agreed. And it it touches so many people. Like Logan has his brother. My daughter suffers very badly from anxiety. And is con- she'll go back and rethink things from like 20 years ago. I mean, you know, yep, I'm, yep. I'm like, you're 22. How do you even remember 20 years ago? But, <laughs> but, but, but it really out of the womb, man. Exactly. <laughs> but it really does kind of affect, I think, so many people and not enough people are aware of it, you know? Absolutely. I mean, it is certainly something I feel that is maybe not brushed aside. But it's something that that is very, very much either overlooked or you kind of get the eye roll Mm -hmm. of like, oh, anxiety, everyone has that. When no, not to the degree that you may think. Right. Yeah, everyone has anxiety to a degree. Of course they do. We're all human beings. But there is also this level of it, it, it. There is for some people it can be so extreme that it it's you know it's like your world is ending in those moments, and it's like there's it can like bring you to your knees. Like it's something that can like keep you down if you let it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's, you know, why I think Joe Bell was so important too, was d- not to like loop that in, but, but, but to just add, like, that's one of the things that drew me to doing that film was, um, you know, being able to not only talk about anxiety, but to talk about bullying as well and how, you know, bullying can affect anxiety. And it's just, it, it's a whole thing, but yeah, I, I'm glad that that got brought up. That's, that's a very important topic that I hope to talk more about with, future projects as well definitely and i mean both of the most recent projects we saw you and joe bell and your film short film flicker i mean very like deep dives into like the mental health aspect of things so i think that's very much i mean we try to pride ourselves on this year being very aware of the mental health aspect especially going through quarantine how that affected everybody so we've been trying to talk more about mental health and how everything's been affected during this past year so we really appreciate you for making this type of content because it's very important right now to make sure people don't feel alone basically absolutely and i i appreciate that i mean it's yeah it's i think i mean yeah like not to talk about covid but like oh my god i know right right (laughs) i mean everyone in such a such an intense way and in such in such like intensely um personal ways that it's like you know we're all still recovering some people are like traumatized for life from it i mean it's just it's it was i can't even like put a word to like what that year was and what it did to people it's right just, it's insane to think about well and and again like logan said at the top of the show you know the podcast is we have a lot of listeners our fan base is filled with people trying to get into so your story is very inspiring to the fact of like you can come from i mean geez like you brought it up friday night football right odessa texas if you're not playing football you don't exist right but here you go and and in in a in an area that's known for that you find your place you you find your niche and you get out and you succeed and you find what you're supposed to be doing in life and if that's mm-hmm. not inspiring i don't know what is right for all those people out there in small towns thinking i don't have a shot or i don't know where i'm going or what i'm doing you're a prime example of here's how it happens so g- congrats on that man well thank you yeah i mean i'm i'm very blessed and lucky to have the team that i have and my family that you know got me here of course i mean it was it was all a team effort from everyone, you know, my mom, my dad, my actual team. I mean, it's just, you know, it's been one step at a time, but it's, it's been, um, it's been a journey for sure. And it's, it's been great. And I'm very lucky. Definitely. Definitely. And I mean, talk about your beautiful story. Now let's talk about this beautiful story, Joe Bell. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is just a phenomenal film. I mean, it, it should get Oscar nominations, really. I mean, if it was released in the right theatrical window, I mean, it was 
awesome. Ah, like ah. I loved it. Um, but <laughs> let's start at the very beginning. How did the audition yeah. process go, and how did you hear about it? You know, it was one of those things where um, there wasn't any special thing where it's like I heard the script was floating around. Like I need to be in that movie. It was right. just like I, I was. I think I was house sitting. Me and my mom were house sitting for someone, and I just got this tape um, for this film that they were calling Untitled Joe and Jaden Bell Project. Mm. Uh, and it was a different director. It was, uh, it was a vastly different script. Um, it was Kerry Fukunaga directing, who is still on board as a producer, but he uh, ended up moving on to direct um, No Time to Die, the James Bond film uh-huh. right. coming out in November. Um, so I definitely had a, a geek out moment where uh i met him and i was like oh my god right. <laughs> you know because like, oh, i love james bond but right that's beside the point i hope he doesn't hear this um <laughs> and so but I, I i read for it and i i taped it like that morning and i got lunch with a friend and then i got a call from my manager that they wanted me to do another tape like same day it was like a same day call back oh wow. oh wow and i was like oh i was like oh man like that's never happened so i was like oh wow okay um that's that's so exciting so I did it again, um, and it was some of my best work that I had put on tape at the time. I was super proud of it. I sent it in, and I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything for months. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, as I say, some of my best work. I didn't hear anything after that. Um, but it was, you know, and it was one of those things where I would kind of think about it ever so often, like it would come back up somehow in conversation. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I, I, don't, I don't know what happened to that. I, I, uh, it's kind of a heartbreak, you know, I, I really put a lot of myself into it, but it is what it is. And then a few months later, uh, this is actually really funny. I got a, another audition for it. It was a different director. Oh. Um, it was, it was Ronaldo Marcus Green, the, the guy who ended up directing the film. Um, a different script and i almost said no oh wow yeah i almost said no like i i called my manager and i was like do you think i should take for this again and she was like you absolutely need to take for this again <laughs> you idiot like yeah put it on tape and then like and of course like i i was super passionate about the project still so i was like i i want to i want to give another i, I want to give this another shot uh because i love this i love this material and i love this story right um and i did and then a few weeks later i did a a call back at Mark Wahlberg's house. Oh man, uh, yeah. I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Talk about that for a minute. Like, what, what, what's the reaction when you get that phone call? Like, we want you to do a screen test at Wahlberg's house. Like, oh, what? <laughs> God, I, I remember where I was. I was in my living room. I was on my old MacBook, like <laughs> trying to get it to work, and and I had turned it on and off like twelve times. That's all, that's off topic, but. <laughs> Um, and then, um, I got an email and it was just from my, my agent and it just said, uh, untitled Joe and Jane Bell call back at Mark's house. And I was like, who's Mark? And I clicked on it and it said casted Mark Wahlberg as Joe Bell. And so that was, yeah, that was the oh shit a moment of me like running through the house. Like, did you see that? Like, you know, like, like yelling at my mom, like open your email right now. It was, and so I, I went and there were a lot of people there for the, for the, like, and obviously I, I don't know. There's always this weird thing that happens in my head where when I either get a call back or I'm really far into the process and I'm going in person, which doesn't happen anymore because of COVID. Right. But what used to happen is I would go and there would be this weird, like happy thought in my brain it's like oh well maybe i'll get there and it turns out i'm the only one there and i'm the only one that they which is obviously never happened right 
Um, but there's always this the glimmer of hope of maybe I don't have to work that hard. Um, but I got there and there were a lot of people that I knew like that. Well, not like personally, but that I recognized like right. people that were like star names for my age group. And I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> like, cause I was like, man, I, I don't like, I'm not like any of these people. These people, like we're all so vastly different mm-hmm. and you know, you start getting in your head and then. Mark came out and um, super nice. And he didn't say, like, he said hi, like, generally. Right. And then he looked at me and he said, good to see you. Oh. Right oh. to me. And then walked away. <laughs> oh, shit. And I was like, okay, I've seen Ender's Game. And it, he got beat up because of that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what, is this a test? Or, <laughs> uh, but I, 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 and then a few people went up before me and then I went in and, I was, I actually got really emotional for a second. I was really not, not like overwhelmed, but it was like, wow, like here I am in front of like reading with someone that I've watched on the big screen for years. Like the first film I ever saw him in was Transformers Age of Extinction. And I'm a huge Transformers fan, regardless of how good the movie is. Um, (laughs) But I'm a huge Transformers fan. (laughs) Don't tell him I said that. But I, and I love that movie. And so when I saw him, it's like, I'm seeing the guy that I, you know, that I wanted to be. And I was like, Oh my God. Like I, and I, I, before we started reading, I said, before we, you know, read this or anything, I do want to say, you know, give thank me your you. phone. <laughs> yeah, <get me. laughs> yeah. Can I please get a picture with you? No, but it was like, and I was so genuine and it, and it was just really coming from the heart of like, Hey, I just, I do want to say regardless, like, thank you so much for the opportunity sure. and for letting me be here to meet you, you know, and to read with you regardless of what happens. And they were of course, very appreciative and we read it and it was great. And, uh, Mark was walking me out and he was like, you know, I just, he's like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I just want you to know that re- when I read with you and talk to you, it's like, I'm talking to my own son. Mm. And, you know, for me, there was that moment of like, I have this, oh, but then yeah. there was also that moment of, I can't go there though, because in this industry, everything can change in half a second. Right, and there right, were like exactly. five other kids out there who were still reading for it. So for me, there, I, I was excited, but also I was like, okay, I really need to keep it together because you, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. Um, and then after that, I, um, the direct, I got another call back at his house. And before I went though, the director wanted to meet with me privately. Mm. Um, so me and him got coffee and he basically was like, look, I like, I brought my script. I thought we were going to be doing like script work. Right. And he was like, he was like, you're not going to need that. And I was like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was it, man. I was like, and I lost it. But, um, he was like, no, he's like, I just want, I want to talk to you and get to know you and like about your experiences and get to know who you are. And he was like, look, I'm going to tell you, I love you. Mark loves you. You're our pick, but it's not in our control. So, mm. He's like, when you show up, you know, I think it was in like two days. Like when you show up on Friday for the the callback, I need, he's like, I need you to, you need to be other level. Like you need to go in there and you need to do, you need to do whatever it takes. I'm like, okay, no pressure, sick. Right. Um, <laughs> but, but I, I'm glad he said that though, because it really sent me and it sent me into hyperdrive and right. I, you know, and, and so I'm very close with my mom. I'm very close with my family in general. Mm-hmm. And so my mom, when I'm doing things like this, she normally comes with me. Uh, but she was out of town because we had a family member who was having a surgery. Mm. So my manager came with me. And I'm very close with my manager. We're very good friends. Um, and so she came with me. And there was no one else there. Oh, mm. shit. <laughs> it was just me. Oh. 
then I was like, okay, wait a minute, something's happening. Like, <laughs> star, like, like the stars are either the stars are aligning, or I'm I'm about to get mugged. Like, right, right. Right. <laughs> um, uh. and the um, this lady who works for him is very kind lady. I can't remember her name, but she was so kind. She was like, here, let's go. Um, follow me. We're going to go downstairs while we wait for Mark. And then this other lady comes up and is like, do you, would you like some breakfast? Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I thought this was a test. So, <laughs> you know, you hear the test of like, if they put a bottle of water in front of you, you better drink the whole thing to show you're not nervous. Right, right. So I was like, yeah. I do want breakfast. <laughs> she was like, what do you want? And I'm like, what do you mean what do I want? What are you offering? And she was like, would you like chocolate chip pancakes? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I would. And like, I, I, I don't know why I took it like a threat. Like, yeah, yeah. chocolate chip pancakes, lady. And, and she was so nice. And, and so she brought me pancakes. And Abby didn't, uh, my manager didn't say this to me at the time, but she knew when they offered me breakfast that I had the roll. Oh, yeah. Nice. But I didn't, because I didn't, I didn't want to go there, because I still had to right, with them. Right. Right. So, <laughs> when I tell you that I almost puked those pancakes up, I ate them so fast. I thought he was watching me through his security camera. I was like, I'm going to oh eat gosh. this so fast. But anyway, so then we, we read together, and um, at the end, um, he he, they, he and, and Ray were standing there, and he just kind of looked at me, and he was like, hey, let, he's like, can you give me just like five minutes to talk to Ray? Uh, we're just going to step outside, and you stay in here. And I was like, yeah, sure. Um and I was really nervous. I was like, man, I feel like I, I feel like they're gonna say, you know, great job, but we're going with someone. Like I didn't know. Like, I got right. they were gonna go with someone else. Um, and I went out there, and you know, he looked at me, and he was like, all right, you want the job? Mm. <laughs> and of course, I said yes, and then I cried. And of I course, got into Mark yeah. Wahlberg's text, and that was that. <laughs> That's right, but man. it was just, you know, yeah. So wow. it's actually such a cool like story. Uh, oh yeah. But I, I, I will always appreciate Mark taking the time to bring me to his house to tell me that I had the role in person. Oh my gosh. And for everybody out there listening, because the one thing that stuck out to me is like, right, you think Mark Wahlberg and then you think director and then they tell you, but it's not in our control. <laughs> so, yeah. so wait a minute, you're telling me Wahlberg and the director are getting overridden by somebody. So for all the listeners out there that are trying to break in, kind of explain that a little bit. Like who says to Wahlberg and the director, hey, we get the final decision. How'd that play? Was it a studio driven decision or what, what was that? Yeah, I mean, it was one of those like now, like once I had the role, I got a lot more information. It was basically just like, you know, Mark and Ray, Mark specifically has a lot of pull because he's a producer sure but at the end of the day it's him versus two studios right and the studios wanted a name they wanted a name to play Jaden. Uh -huh. um and mark was like i know you want a name but this is the kid like he's he's gonna be the next thing and we need to put him in this and people need to see who he is mm, wow so i the only reason i got the part was mark and the director having absolute trust in me and believing that I was right for the role. And that's like, we, I talk about this a lot, like with my family and with my team, it's like, you know, all it takes is one person believing in you. Yes. And, and that is like, in that, even as I say that to someone listening to this, who is just getting into the industry, you know, it's like, well, how do I get someone to believe in me? And it's like, you just have to absolutely work your ass off and be yourself and like, don't change for anyone. And the right person at the right time who has the right pull is going to see, is going to see the hard work. Yes. Mm. So good.
And I mean, I'm just crying hearing that story. I mean, I mean seriously. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I wish I could cry into Mark Wahlberg's pecs. Like, <laughs> right, right, like, oh, same. Well, I mean, I, I did, mean, but it, I mean, it, it's a little awkward afterwards. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'd do it again. I'd do it again. <laughs> well, and, and, and I mean, that feeling that now you must be able to like carry with you forever is when you know that Mark Wahlberg said, trust me, this is the guy. This is the person everybody needs to see. He's the next big thing. I'm like, that's great if somebody's telling you that it's your best friend or whoever but <laughs> or when your Mark, mom. Well, yeah your mom but when Wahlberg says he's the next big thing I mean I don't know but I'm feeling pretty good if I hear that from Wahlberg so I mean well and what was really cool too is there so there was a there's a scene in the film and and, and now that the film's out I can talk about it um the scene in the film in the very beginning where I come out to my dad right so when we were when we were filming that scene um we I think we had shot we hadn't shot my ankle yet. We were filming Mark's side, and I had started crying in the middle of the scene, um, uh, as I did on on my take. And so we were rolling, and then we cut. Mark was like, "Pull me in for a hug." He's like, "Hey, man, you gotta save the tears for your angle." <laughs> and, then, and then we did the scene, and we cut, and everyone was like clearing out. And he's like, "Here, wait here for a second. And me and him just kind of stood there, and he looked at me, and he was like, "This is why I hired you." Oh. Oh. He and he looked at me and he was like, "Don't you?" He's like, "Don't you ever doubt for a single second why you're here?" Mm. He's like, "You're here for a reason," and that just showed me again and again why you're here. Man, I'm like, and then he just walked away. <laughs> and I, I was just like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! You're not gonna walk away." I'm just saying, right? Let me hug you again. Like, that's right. I, that's your safe space now. His pecs, right? It's like he pulled me yeah, into literally. my safe place. Like, <laughs> yeah, pull, hug me, man. Pull me in. <laughs> Wrap your arms around me, dog. Oh man! Well, well um, he's listen, a great, man. great guy, though. Great guy. I, I, I want to get serious for a minute, though, because yeah, absolutely. What he said to you. It was absolutely correct because Logan and I have been oh, talking you. about it since we've seen it, right? And and I just feel like, dude, you deliver. And and, I, and nobody will be able to dispute this. That this is just fact. You deliver an Oscar-worthy performance, and we were both like, "Damn it, this should have been released towards the end of the year for so that." It, yeah. And I'm hoping like hell they're smart enough to do a re-release because I feel like both you and Wahlberg are nomination worthy in my opinion should win Agreed. but the the, the, the performances are absolutely just I, I don't know I was I was speechless and I can tell you my theater in tears and a standing ovation when it was over i mean it was Thank it was you. that good um That's so awesome. uh, dude and i don't know what it was the scenes where you guys are like the lady gaga scene that was <laughs> so fucking scene, funny or or the cheerleading scene in the rain or or just like i don't i can't even pick a favorite scene between the two of you all but then the the scene in the bathroom where where the guys are beating you and, and just like I'm like this kid is fucking phenomenal. Like I, I mean, uh, how I just, dude, I, you're gonna be, you're gonna be the star name that other kids in the room are going. Oh shit, there's a star name in here, my like, exactly. You know, it's Reed Miller. It's <laughs> yeah, Reed it's Miller. Reed Miller. Shit. <laughs> They're like, oh come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not this guy. <laughs> exactly. Thank you know, seriously, thank you. I really, really. I deeply appreciate that. Thank you. Of course, of course. And I got to know, did you know about like this story before you got the script? I didn't. I 
Um, so when it happened, I was 13. Mm-hmm. I was very young. I, I've said this before, like, I, again, I heard, I had heard, like, rumors and little things here and there, like, on TV or from people, like, at my church who had mentioned, like, oh, did you hear about that thing that happened? Like, right. but I mm-hmm. never knew about Joe. Yeah, I didn't and I, and I never, I didn't know, like, the full, the full context of what happened. So, you know, when I ended up actually getting, finally getting the part, the contract was done. Because, you know, then the contract is a whole other thing. But once oh, that sure. <laughs> all was done and I finally knew, like, okay, I have this part, it was um, just tons of research. And, like, I was pretty shocked at the story. Like, I had read the script and I, you know, was shocked by the script. But, you know, it's just seeing, like, how true to life it was and mm-hmm. seeing what happened, I mean, I was just like, what, like, how, how do we get here? Right, right, exactly. You know, how, how do people have such what's the right way to say this have have such a lack of other people's emotions and yes. like disregard for other people that we get to this point right mm. like yeah. the fact that we even had to make a movie about it is quite frankly very sad it is it is wholeheartedly and i i have to ask you a question because you you mm. brought up that it was the uh, a different version of the script than the first one you had read and I thought it was very brilliantly done. And even the reaction from some of the people in the theater that I was watching, they were like, oh, the way that it was shot to not imply, like if you didn't know the story of Joe Bell, right? The people were shocked to find out that, that Jaden was actually dead. Wait a minute. He's not there with him? Like on this tra- yeah. action. Was it like that in the original script as well? Or was that a very intentional change to kind of like lead the audience along a little bit about is he real or not real with him there? You know, it, it's definitely in every version of the script I've been along the walk with him but Mm -hmm. it's definitely been there has been some back and forth as to okay well do we keep it a secret and if we do keep it a secret that is a little manipulative (laughs) right we don't want we i mean and like it's funny and it's true it's like yeah but we don't want this to feel manipulative so it's it it, it was it was a weird balance of like okay this is also a movie Mm -hmm. and that is in the producer's hands. So my job was kind of being the voice for Lola, his act, his mother. Mm-hmm. And, right. and, and me and the director would have a lot of conversation. Like, we would have dinner about this. And I'd be like, look, um, like, okay, so the scene, for example, where Lola finds the, the note that Jaden left. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to the school. Like, pro- probably one of the most horribly emotional intense scenes of the film oh, right. is that whole, that, that whole section I think for me affects me the most mm-hmm. it feels like an emotional horror movie yeah um, and because it is um, you know that scene in particular um, they wanted me to essentially go out there and do that stunt mm. and I said no like I, I feel like I, I feel like I remember even like talking to my team about it like I talked to Ray I was like look not only am I uncomfortable doing that, but I don't think people need to see that. Right. Like, right. We, we get the message clear enough. Like the script in of itself is already devastating. Exactly. I, I do feel like there's a line, um, not only a line for the audience, but a line for the family. Um, and, you know, so that's, it was that really difficult balance of, you know, what do we allow to be, you know, Mm. fictionalized Hollywood for the fact that this is a film while also staying true and honoring these people. That was really difficult. So the line of, okay, well, do we reveal if Jaden's dead? Do we, do we hold on? Like that was really, that was quite a difficult 
um, thing that I think that they dealt with because I, I saw so many edits where they jump back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, my opinion was not not using it as like a big reveal, but it's like revealing the death later in the film was more powerful. Agreed. Like because there was an edit. There was a version of the movie where the death happened like five minutes in. Oh, wow. And I remember I was sitting there and Ray paused it and he looked at me and he said, what do you think about that? And I looked at him and I said, do you want my honest opinion? And he said, yeah. And I said, it's not good. I said, this is not the movie we made. I said, this is a teaser montage of a version of the movie that we didn't intend to make. Wow. And and he looked at me and he said, right answer. I completely agree. <laughs> Wow. And we were we were completely on the same page because it's like there has to be that level of putting the death later on. You can't make everyone happy. Right. Exactly. You know, some people are going to get mad. Some people are going to say, well, it was manipulative. They're trying to shock us when really it's like, no, we're trying to make the film as emotionally poignant as we can so that you get the message. And some people aren't going to like that. And some people are. And it's just one of those things where you can't please everyone. I mean, if you look at the Rotten Tomatoes, it's so split. Right. Yeah. It's. It's like, I think on like the critic side, it's at like a 40 and on the audience side, it's at like a 90. Mm. I checked yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like one of those movies that's just, it just splits people. Exactly. You know? And kudos to you. I think it's the people's movie. Agreed. Agreed. And kudos to you for stepping up and saying that you were uncomfortable by the situation and everything like that. Because with you being so young and with you portraying like this real life story where the family will see it and you take Mm -hmm. into consideration and acknowledge that. So I just feel like that is very powerful that you use your voice in the correct manner and more actors as young as yourself and older and younger need to speak up yeah. if they feel uncomfortable, especially if it's a real life portrayal of something that actually absolutely. happened. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's the ma- so important to honor everyone. Yeah. Exactly. And the maturity and the intelligence enough to know and to be brave enough. To, like, it, it's one thing when you're thinking it, but to say it to the director, well, you're completely wrong. This is not the film we made. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there were moments where I was like, Oh my God. Did I, I just say that to him? Like, <laughs> Did I just say, they're, they're literally have the moments where I'm like, oh my God, what did I just say? Uh, like, but, but I'm glad I did. Absolutely. I'm glad that I did. And that I stood up for what I thought, what I thought and what Mark thought was right. And can we just talk about the irony of, right? Here's a kid from Odessa, Texas in probably the biggest role of his life to this point, right? It's so super powerful. It's a, and who's cast as your mom, but Friday Night Lights alum, Connie Brown. I know. <laughs> the Brown irony of that is like, that. are you kidding me? Friday Night Light? Come oh, on yeah. now. But oh my it's gosh. Like, some, someone's dead. Where's Ashton Kutcher? Right. right. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting <laughs> Oh, and so, oh my gosh, the chemistry between the two of y'all. I mean, we're talking about Wahlberg, Wahlberg, but you and Connie Britton were just some of the scenes that you guys had. And and I agree with yeah. you that 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 school scene where that principal, I just want to get up and smack the shit out of her. Like, what? Oh, I yeah. am trying to help you. Like, what? No. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. There. It's so funny you bring that scene up because there was a lot of improv. Yeah. Uh, a lot of improv in a lot of these scenes, and they kept a lot of it, where uh, we'd be in between takes, and Ray would go read between the lines this time. Mm. Say what Jaden would say. Oh, wow. And in that scene, there's a version of that scene on the cutting room floor where I chew her up and spit her out. <laughs> oh, shit. And we cut. And Ray, like, looked over the camera, like, kind of peeked over and was like, yeah, I, I think we're good on that one. Because <laughs> uh, I, re- like, I was, that's the thing is, like, 
Joe Bell was my first experience genuinely feeling it right? yeah, every yeah. second. And I, I like, I couldn't help but read come out a little bit and be like, what is wrong with you lady? Mm-hmm. And it's like this poor woman. I don't even know her. <laughs> she nice. I'm over here just absolutely ripping her a new one. And then we cut. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Uh, what, what, what was it? Barbara? It was Janet. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, Janet. Um, oh, no. <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, she, and she was wonderful that she did such a good job. She, I didn't like her, <laughs> yeah. you know, like she, she did her job so well. Well, it was really great. well written. That's mm. so good. That's so good. I just everything about this movie, like I said, was just absolutely amazing. And then, like, Thank you. I, with I didn't know anything about like what actually happened to Joe himself. So at the end, I was already a puddle of tears before we got to the end. <laughs> but and then the end happened, and so I'm like, oh my god! Oh like, yeah, was, it's just punch after punch. It really is, but it's an important story, and I'm glad yeah. that we were able to see it being told by such a phenomenal cast, phenomenal writers, everybody who is attached. I mean, it was so important and so needed right now because, mm. I mean, yeah. there's so much divide in the world, and I feel like mm-hmm. if some if people just take the time to learn other people's stories, there would be less hate and less violence and less yeah. of all the bullshit. So I felt like this was very Absolutely. needed. Hey, hey, you know what, dude? Mm-hmm. If people would just take the time to learn that these films also need to be on 4,000 screens like the, uh, like, uh, you know, Avengers films and, and different things. Because, yeah. I mean, what is it saying to society with something so relevant and so important and you have a name like Wahlberg and you still can't get in the 4,000 screens? Are you kidding me? That, I mean, yeah. that, that this is the kind of story, we talk about it all the time, that needs to be told these are the type movies that need to be seen and we're all in we're all into the superhero films and transformers and all the fun stuff right but these stories need to be seen as well and 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 i just hope we can get to a point one day where we can get joe bell on four thousand plus screens that's where we need to get to i completely agree i absolutely completely agree oh man i i damn near cried during this interview and you're just telling all these (laughs) stories because i'm also a very emotional person so when you bring up stuff like this it gets me emotional and i'm just like oh my gosh but anyway let's lighten up the mood lighten it up a little bit okay (laughs) right right right? i'm gonna switch it up a little bit Uh, 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 jason Bourne. right that's right that's right um what new stuff that we're trying on the podcast is asking our guests what is the most embarrassing moment on stage and or on set where it was just so crazy that at the moment you're like i'm never coming back from this but now you can sit back and laugh about it <laughs> oh my god i have it <laughs> oh no i have it Uh-oh. okay so there was a show that i in my first big like lead i was a show i, I had my own show for three seasons called play by play mm-hmm. okay uh it's on roku it's a coming of age um rom-com it's just like about my my. It's about this guy named Pete Hickey from the '90s who is too small to be a football player, but he wants to be a football player. Mm-hmm. But he ends up becoming the kicker, and he's like trying to get the girl, and it's super cute and quirky, and it's a great show. I'm really proud of it. Um, but um, so we filmed season one, and then we filmed season two and three back to back. Oh wow! And when we were filming season two and three. Wow! Did you hear that? <laughs> I, I didn't want yeah. to say anything. No. I didn't want to say I anything. I need you to edit that out right that, now. That, that, <laughs> that, that's your Peter Brady moment, okay? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, so I um, there's a scene where I walk out. Man, I, that no, that's my most embarrassing. Right moment. there. Right there. Right there. 
Um, I just faint. Um, I, so there's a scene where... Where's Wahlberg's uh, pecs when you need them? Like, Yeah, literally. Like where are they? Where are my pillows at, man? Um, so the whole school takes place at a... Or the whole show takes place at a Roman... Uh, Roman? What? At a, at a Catholic school mm-hmm. called St. Roman's. And I'm... There's a scene where I'm, like, storming through the school. I got all my football gear on. And I walk up to my friend in the show... And basically give him, like, a motivational speech on how I'm going to go out there and, like, win the game. Right. So I turn, and I'm storming away. And you know those big, like, Catholic school doors that have those big windows on them? Oh, yeah. So I don't know who did it. I still don't have a name, and I'm going to get a name. (laughs) Um, I went to open the door with my right hand, and my hand, like, I was pushing my hand against, like, the window pane. Mm -hmm. But, and I was walking so fast, there wasn't a window pane. Oh. oh no! So my hand just goes into the empty space, and I just slam my nose <laughs> so hard into the door. I like ah, hit it, and then the door opens, and I was moving so fast that I just fall into the <laughs> other side of the door and hit the ground, and the door shuts, and you just hear, <laughs> and, like, and everyone thinks that I'm playing and that I'm kidding until I stand up, and in the take, you see my head peek out through the empty space. And just blood. Oh, oh no! <laughs> like I thought, I like, they thought I broke my nose because I hit the door so hard. Right. And it, it immediately turned blue. That they're like, oh my god, oh my god, his nose is blue. He's, he broke his nose. And I, I didn't. I just, I, I just like really bruised it. But that it was so funny because everyone was laughing. Like they thought that I did it on purpose. And I'm like on the ground with like a like a, a, a concussion, and my my nose is in my brain at this point. <laughs> And I'm laying there like, can someone please call a doctor? Like, right. <laughs> I need some help. <laughs> can I get some ice or something? That is it hilarious. Was, it's so funny. And it's hilarious now, but at the time, I was like, yeah, it was funny then, too. <laughs> it, was pre- it was pretty funny then, too, but... That's definitely uh, that's that's something I'll never uh, I'll never forget. That was just way too way too hilarious. Oh my god! Yeah, whoo! Yeah, and how do you cover that? That immediately bruises. It's blue, and it's like okay, let, let's reset. We got to do it again. Right? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, uh, and I, actually, we were really lucky. I think we we had gotten the take. Oh, good for you. <laughs> one, but they, I think it was like uh, I think they just wanted to do like a safety take. There you go. And. So we were really lucky, and that was the last scene of the day. So it, it, it was one of those things where it was like, if it was going to happen, at least it happened now and not right, like right. an hour earlier. Exactly. But it, I definitely, I remember they were like carrying me away, and I'm like, <laughs> who took the window pan? <laughs> who took it out? And I'm, I'm like, like yelling as I'm being carried. You just hear me down the hallway. I'll invite you. Like, you know, like, like, like what am I going to do about it? Right. Like four foot nine, weighing 50 pounds, wet. You yeah, know what I mean? So like, funny. <laughs> like, oh, my oh goodness. man, that's great. Well, listen, man, yeah. this has been absolutely a blast. I mean, yeah, literally, any time that you want to come back on the show to just promote anything you want uh, or just shoot the shit, we have an industry news segment where we talk literally about everything every week that's happening in Hollywood. Um, and we do a top five segment. That's so, right. Oh, geez. I know. That's, that's so, a good I, oh, that's it, awesome. It gets, it gets intense. It gets I, intense. I, I just think there's opportunity here for you to come back on and do a top five Wahlberg films, right? <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, just, I think so, right? Oh, I would love to. That's right. And I'm already working on a spoof of uh, Wahlberg's pecs. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. I can't promise I won't oh, sketch great. you, but, I you know. <laughs> no, I would, and I, you, this has been such a great experience. You guys are wonderful. I, I would totally love to come back on. Awesome. Uh, 
awesome. uh, and talk to you guys and talk about future projects and yeah no this has been great and just just hang out yeah awesome. oh man we, we love it man we love it and, and before we go though yes. we gotta have where can everybody follow you because it's all about social media right now right uh, yeah yeah okay <laughs> uh, oh i know um yeah so my instagram is the real reed miller all lowercase and reed is r-e-i-d uh i had to put the real one there because you never know that's right uh, no. don't want anyone don't want anyone stealing my identity identity theft is not a joke no, it's not. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so please follow the real rebuild. Uh, and I actually don't have a Twitter, but I weirdly enough have a Facebook because I'm 80 years old. Yeah. Uh, and it's just it's just Reed Miller. Uh, so yeah, I um no, this has been wonderful. I I've absolutely loved getting to talk to you guys and just hang out and talk all things Joe Bell and everything else. It's just been awesome. That's right. And everybody go to Amazon Prime and watch Flickr. Yes. Like, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that was oh, intense, yeah. man. The th- Three of us. It was me, Logan, and my daughter. We were watching, and we were just like, "Whoo, that's intense!" Like, what is this? Uh, yeah, right. Intense, you were kind to me, but <laughs> yeah, and we see so you're gonna have to come back on because we didn't even scratch the surface that you're also a oh, writer yeah. and producer and director and yeah, and creating your own content. So I mean, that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. What do you do Save when COVID shuts everything two. down? Yeah, that's right. You create your, your own. own shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you make your own stuff. That's right. Get to work. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, listen, man. Have a great rest of the day, and thank uh, you. We'll be interacting with you on social media, and we'll be talking to you soon. Sounds fantastic, guys. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Yep. Take care now. Yeah, take care, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So good, man. So good. Wow. Not only is he a lot of fun and just energetic and you like how you would think he would be for a young guy, right? But then that maturity level kicks in and and like the know-how of knowledge to say – no, yeah. I'm not doing that. And plus, this isn't the film I'm comfortable with. We got to do – like just that's amazing. Yeah, I mean I I think he's 21. Such right? a young guy like with such a good head on his shoulders in the entertainment industry acting across one of the best actors we have at the moment. Right. So, I mean kudos to him. He's absolutely badass and I can't wait to have him back on the show. Oh, absolutely. And and I just hope we can ever get to the level where we can bury ourselves in Mark Wahlberg's past. I hope so too. <laughs> I hope so too. Oh, Oh my goodness feel those good vibrations oh my goodness thank you again reed for coming on the show Whew. oh man i mean i i don't even know what to say this one like america's dad we've been teasing it all freaking week and i mean there's like not a movie out there that i don't or I, yeah that i don't like of this guy like I, he every single thing he does is so damn good i know so choosing five was all but impossible yeah um we we duplicated our lists and then we had to kind of go okay well we don't want to have the same things on there but obviously he has so many great movies it's impossible not to exactly but i think we narrowed it down we have got 10 fantastic we're of course talking about tom hanks films yes. 10 fantastic tom hanks films <laughs> Woo! And you know who loves all of them? Jenny. Jenny loves all of all these. of them. Like, because I mean, and who loves Jenny? We do. Exactly. We all love Jenny. You know what shocked me about this one though? What? Like seriously, before we even get started, neither one of us had Apollo thirteen on it. Oh, oh. such a good one. <laughs> it calf. We have a problem. It right? calf. We have a problem. Right? Like how does that one not show up? But so oh well. Damn good. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I know. Think, I didn't even notice. Um. All right. I mean, let's jump right into it. Number five for me. Everybody knows I'm the younger one, so it's fine. <laughs> of course. Of course. I'm what? the one with less wrinkles. What? Uh, number five is... I just got laser surgery, bitch. Uh, I'm smooth. No. <laughs> uh, the Toy Story franchise plays the infamous yes. Woody. I mean, Woody to the buzz. Like, I mean... 
you're the Woody to my buzz. I'm just letting you know. I'm just wow, yeah. wow. I mean, uh, uh, okay, you know, just, yeah, just no. Getting deep. I'll I'm take that. Deep. I'll take that. I'll be the mentor, the good cowboy. Yeah. I, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's crazy. You say you're the young one, but I was like literally 25 when the first Toy Story came out. 25. We won't talk about how old I am now, but it was a while ago. Yeah. It was just yeah. a while ago. But I don't know if I was born yet. I, it was like a few years before I was born. <laughs> So there it is. There it is. I mean, this one's a classic, guys. You guys know the whole thing, all of it. It's great. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. I'm just going to stick with I'm the Woody to your buzz. Yes. Okay. There you go. All right, let's do it. <laughs> now, you guys know it's no secret I'm a huge fucking Disney fan. I've, everything about the history of Disney and Walt and all these different things. So this one had to be on my list. It's a little bit newer one, but um, I just thought it was brilliant. Saving Mr. Banks. Mm. It's the behind-the-scenes story about how Walt Disney – basically you know did mary poppins and and turned it into what it became yeah and the author not so happy about what his plans were with it but it inevitably turned out to be huge and she made a lot of money and she was fine and she was but, fine. Uh, yeah but you know tom hanks playing walt disney i mean come on you had to see that you had to see that it's just brilliant so exactly. saving mr banks my number five so good man so good and i mean you know you know there's no crying when it comes to baseball. No, there's no crying. Ever. Or podcast or freaking filmmaking. Well, unless you're doing a scene. But That's right. <laughs> you know that number four is A League of Their Own. Ugh. This one's so damn good. I mean, of course, he's playing the infamous baseball coach. I mean, girls coming into baseball. It's yeah. great. I absolutely love the whole thing. I mean, there's so many great actors a part of this thing. Madonna. Madonna's in this thing. So, yeah, I mean, seriously. Yeah. Like, I mean, Gina Davis is phenomenal. She and is. their chemistry back and forth, Gina's and Tom's, is just brilliant in that film. Uh, directed by the great late Penny Marshall and her brilliant director, brother, and mentor, uh, Gary Marshall, yeah. has an appearance in the film. Um, that right there makes it special. You got Tom Hanks, Gary Marshall, Penny Marshall, and Madonna. Like, <laughs> what makes it better? I mean, that should be on anybody's list right there. So good. Um, my number four is, um, I, again, I mean, I don't know how you can... This guy's like maybe the greatest character actor of all time. Seriously. Just he plays everybody so brilliantly. I'm talking about Sully. Where he plays old Sullenberger who lands the plane in the Hudson River in Hell New yeah. York. Um, it's a brilliant performance. I mean, it's absolutely stunning how this guy just pulls off these real-life characters. He's played so many real-life characters. Um, and, and he does it again brilliantly. And what I really love about this film and, and Tom Hanks' performance and everybody, the direction in this film from Clint Eastwood is that even though you know what happens... You're still on the edge of your seat like, holy shit, what's going on? What right. what did happen? And the brilliance by Eastwood to at the end when you're hearing the cockpit audio of Sully to switch it from Tom Hanks to the actual cockpit audio of Sullenberger. That's what you're hearing in the intense. Mm. It was a brilliant move. Um, just I, I, I loved this movie. I absolutely love this movie. Sully, my number four. Oh, so good, man. Yeah, so man. So freaking good. Uh, my number three goes to Catch Me If You Can on your list last week for Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. Of course, their dynamic was absolutely amazing. But also what I really liked about this film uh, is the kind of like respect that um, Tom Hanks' character gives Leonardo DiCaprio's character yeah. every time that he outwits him. And even having so much respect for 
like him that he brings him into his agency and has him work for him at the end. And if anybody doesn't know, inspired by a true story, this really freaking happened. Yeah. And at the end of the day, this criminal, after serving his time, came and worked for, I think, the FBI. So, I mean, it's an epic freaking story. And, I mean, if you guys haven't seen this one, what are you doing? I mean, seriously. Definition of a classic, especially with two legends in the game right now. Oh, so yeah. Check and it out. Amy Adams and, like, I mean, there's so many people in that movie, man. Agreed. It's just brilliant. My number three, Wilson! <laughs> I, this had to be on the list. The drastic transformation. I have two on my list of drastic transformations. This is the first one. Um, Castaway. Castaway. Absolutely brilliant about a FedEx pilot that goes down, gets stranded on the island, and basically everybody, he's there by himself for all this time, massive weight loss. He starts talking to his ball, yeah. <laughs> his volleyball. Wilson draws the face on it and everything, and basically realizes he's got to get off that island at some point to survive. Um, just an absolutely, you know how hard it is? To, to pull off a performance like that when you're not playing against anybody. You're literally by yourself. The whole Carrying film. the whole film. Yeah. Like, um, it, it's just absolutely brilliant. Uh, I just, I can't think of any other way. I was living and working in Memphis at the time that this came out. So, needless to say, that's where FedEx's hub is and uh, our main headquarters. It was huge. It was huge. <laughs> it, was, it was huge in Memphis. I mean, duh. It was about FedEx. But um, just a brilliant movie, man. Yeah. I mean, brilliant movie. If you haven't seen this one, again, where the fuck are you living? Like, this is, a, this is epic. Exactly. Exactly. Well, my number two goes to one of his more comedy roles, or romantic comedy, I should say. And I like this one more than Sleepless in seattle mm. uh you've got mail the second <laughs> yes. incarnation of the chemistry between him and meg ryan i love this one because like he's supposed to be this jackass boss that's coming in and like taking over a bookstore to make it more corporate or whatever or trying to buy a bookstore i should say but you know they in real life they like don't like each other but then uh, online like they start emailing back and forth and there's a little bit of romance there so i just think it's an excellent premise because it's definition of reading a book by its cover mm. so i mean i feel like that's very important and that's very important to acknowledge because all of us do it way too often and we need to take a little step back to observe and assess the whole situation and the whole person before we judge someone so you know my number two you've got mail again great acting brilliant yeah. and uh, they're my favorites whenever they're together oh, meg ryan and tom hanks they're just brilliant together um my, the top two on my list are very personal to me for for very personal reasons um but uh i have a jenny <laughs> and uh, uh if she's listening to this she's gonna fucking like either love me or hate me but it's just fact i have a jenny and so forrest gump was very personal i just related to this story very very much my number two forrest gump um it's amazing. I mean, Robin Wright as Jenny and, and Gary Sinise as Captain Dion yes. and, and Tom Hanks as Forrest Gump. It's just, I don't know. It's amazing. And we recently watched the movies that made us, and I had no idea that he had no idea how he was going to do Forrest Gump until they hired the young actor to play young Forrest, and he copied his voice. Yeah. He was actually a southern kid, and, and so that's where the whole – forest accent and voice comes from that's awesome but um i don't know i don't know how anybody cannot love this movie again it's one of those things where you just don't judge people by the way they look or exactly. sound and you know live life to your fullest and just take chances take chances and go for love that's what it's all about right and uh just 
Forrest Gump, man. Exactly. I mean, shit. So good. So man. good. So good. Uh, well, on to my number one. Of course, one of us had to pick this one because, I mean, definition of a classic, definition of possibly one of the best military films out there mm. ever. Mm. Uh, we're talking about Saving Private Ryan. This one was absolutely amazing. Just the opening scene. We've talked about this scene yeah. so much. Like, so intense. Such a real-life interpretation of what those soldiers were feeling and how Martin Scorsese capitalized on all of that. And just storming the beach of Normandy and just oh, praying to their moms, hoping they were somewhere else. And showing how great not our equipment was back then i mean able to just shoot through the helmets and like all that different shit but i mean such a phenomenal cast i mean vin diesel's in this thing obviously matt damon and let's talk about matt damon for a second in that film yeah that end story came up with on the spot like yeah it wasn't even in the script so i mean brilliant such a good fucking film Uh, yeah uh, that opening sequence again. I'll, I'll I'll just stick to it. the most realistic war scene ever put on film. Yeah. Fat, fat, I mean, when you have members of the greatest generation saying it's the most real interpretation of what they went through when they stormed that beach, you know you got it right. Um, it's just it's hard to watch though. It is. it is hard to watch. Like you said, the bullets going through the, the the helmets and the limbs flying off and just it's disturbing to watch, but necessary I think. Um. There's a reason they're called the greatest generation. Watch that opening scene and you'll go, oh. Like, that's why. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great number one. That, I mean, without doubt. Um, my number one, quite honestly, maybe, maybe, and this guy's got numerous Oscars, we know, but maybe his best performance ever, um, Philadelphia, where he plays a dying AIDS patient. Um, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, this one... The drastic transformation that we see him go through from a healthy man to dying of AIDS, the weight loss, the lesions, the the sickly look, the um just I was just floored. Yeah. And remember, this is at a time where there was still a stigma attached to AIDS, right? It was the gay disease. It was, you know, there was so many different things and, and it was still a lot of unknown factors about it. Um this movie brought the limelight to it and it gave it a lot of attention and a lot of education for people that needed to be educated on the disease and what it was. Um, brilliant fucking performances, not only by Tom Hanks, but by Denzel Washington, who is the lawyer that was helping the, uh, with the, with the lawsuits against all of it. And, um, Antonio, Antonio Banderas as, as his lover, um, that, that inevitably gave him AIDS. Um, I just I, there there are no words for this movie. It was so powerful. Um, and I said personal because my Jenny had just lost an uncle to AIDS when we went and saw this, and we were both in tears. I mean, it just moved you to tears. Um, I I, I don't know. It, it, it's it'll always be a really special movie for me and a special night for me. And um, I don't know if you haven't seen it, go see it. It's just it it's sad, tragic, but absolutely brilliant. Agreed, man. And that's what filmmaking is all about, telling a story, telling stories that are very important, especially in today's society. We have so many of them happening right now. So this is why we need to pay attention. It's awesome. It's entertainment, but it's also informative. And it also tells a message that we all need to open our eyes a little And there was more. a little, there was some comedy in there too. Yeah. It is really deep and dark, but one of my favorite things is there's a costume party and Denzel shows up in a suit and he was, and Tom Hanks' character is like, what the fuck? It's a costume party. What are you doing? So he's 
sticks some paper on himself. He says, "There, I'm a lawsuit." <laughs> like, I mean, you know, it was it was good. Yeah. There's some they needed some brevity, some lightheartedness in it. So, um, I don't know, just great movie. Makes sense, man. Makes sense. Everybody has a top five favorite Tom Hanks mil- movie. <laughs> Somebody include Apollo 13, <laughs> right? Somebody include Apollo 13. The Terminal. Terminal's also great. Oh my I gosh, the Money one. Pit. The oh money my pit. god, with Shelley Long, yeah. Bachelor Party, Splash, like Flash, all like, of his early shit. Yeah, yeah just like oh Tuner my god. And- Turner, Turner and Hooch, Hooch, like, yeah. so many good ones. <sighs> oh man! But like I said, be sure to let us know your top five Tom Hanks movies or your favorite Tom Hanks movie because everybody has one. There's right. no way you don't. Um, <laughs> you have a hundred exactly. Like. Now heading over to the box office recap. Number one this week was Jungle Cruise uh, with thirty four point two million. Very interesting premise for a kids' film, a family film. So I really enjoyed it. Be sure to get out to the theaters and watch this one because yes. I mean The Rock did amazing. Emily Blunt, of course, and uh, what's your guy? What's his face from uh, Billions? There, he was in it. Yeah, yeah, Am- Paul Giamatti. Yeah, yeah. So check it out, and guys. he's brilliant in everything. Exactly. Like, check it out. It's, uh, I'm just curious. I'm just really curious as if did Dwayne convince emily to come to the dark side with superhero films right we'll she's see. adamant against it but could he do it could he bring her i'm just saying we'll see we'll <laughs> see uh number two was the green knight it mm. came in with uh 6.8 million number three is old with 6.8 million as well so that one was really close number four was black widow with 6.4 mm. and number five was still water with 5.1 and new movies you got coming out this week that we've already seen one of them. And like I said, was my favorite DCEU film, The Suicide Squad. Ban, oh man, James Gunn just completely made this film. Like, he just, like, fuck those other guys. <laughs> Who cares what they made, like, five years ago? This is my shit. And he, he did that. He did. He does what James Gunn does best. He takes characters that nobody's ever heard of and makes them interesting, right? Like, like Polka Dot Man. Yeah. Right? And he did that for Guardians of the Galaxy. He did that for the Suicide Squad. Who the fuck would ever think about Rat Catcher, Weasel, or Polka Dot Man? But they were all entertaining as hell. Exactly. Only James Gunn can do that. Agreed, man. Agreed. And like I said, I mean, Dis- uh, if you guys follow me on Twitter, Disney should be looking to see what james gunn can do if you give him free reign Mm. like i mean just saying very entertaining a lot of people are loving it and uh so the other new movies that are coming out john and the hole i have no idea what that one is. i do not either free guy uh ryan reynolds don't breathe two and coda so Mm. be sure to go out to the theaters because you can and watch some movies man it's very entertaining movies you can still go see space jam and new legacy Snake Eyes, Fast and Furious 9, The Fast Saga, Escape Room, Tournament of Champions, and Boss Family, Baby, A Family Business. I'm surprised Escape Room's still in the theaters. I'm I am just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, now heading over to the IMDb Pro Top Trending segment. This one, I mean, I don't know why anybody's talking about this one because I've heard from multiple different people that it's not good. Don't waste your money. Don't go see it. Yeah. But, you know, this is just my opinion who I've talked to, so, you know make your own opinion i guess if you want uh we're talking about old old is the top trending film it might be top trending because everybody's talking trash about it maybe that's a good point that's a good point uh top trending tv show is masters of the universe revelation oh man it's great i love it i Uh, mean the animation is beautiful yeah and everybody concerned about the fact that it doesn't focus on he-man shut the fuck up right kevin smith has got plans this guy's also a genius he knows what he's doing just Lay back, enjoy, chill. relax, chill, wait. 
Exactly. Exactly. It's Netflix and chill. Literally. God damn it. <laughs> You're not fucking chilling. That's right. Oh man. And the top trending star is Kate Beckinsale, which it, makes sense. Yeah, it, it is is yeah. I mean, I think she's also in there because she was saying that she wants to do like a blade and night uh you know, underworld crossover kind yeah. of a thing, which would be fucking epic. Yeah. I'm I'm down for that. Hell like, yeah, hell yeah. But guys, thank you so much for getting crazy with us on episode 169 of Inside the Crazy Amp Farm. We got to thank our guest one more time, Reed Miller, for coming uh, on the show. Thank you, sir. Absolutely amazing. Be sure to check out Joe Bell and follow him on Instagram, Real Reed Miller. Yes. Oh, and you guys know you can follow the company on social media at Crazy Ant Media, and you can follow the podcast at Inside the Crazy or at It Calf Podcast. And we're now on TikTok, so you can follow the podcast what? on yes. TikTok. We talked so much shit about it, but here we are. <laughs> we're both individually on TikTok, and the podcast is so check it out. Yes, uh, you guys know you can follow us both personally on all social media platforms. Myself at JLo Fantastic and at Crazy Ant Guy nineteen seventy. That's great. And you guys know you can subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And we're talking Apple Podcasts, Anchor. Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Stitcher, and so much more. Anywhere you're listening to this show right now, be sure to like and subscribe. And you can watch this on YouTube. The podcast is everywhere, guys. Everywhere. Crazy. Be sure to like the video on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, and ring the bell for all the latest and greatest notifications from Crazy Ant Media, guys. And I'm just saying, be sure to visit our website, www.crazyantmedia.com, where you can start rocking the latest and greatest crazy ant media gear we got new stuff coming soon so stay tuned for that yes and we got all the promotions man so be sure to be following <laughs> us so you can know about the promotions so you can get those savings yes but this was a great show absolutely loved it reed was absolutely a gem i mean one of my favorite guests that we've had on the show but i mean honestly they all are um but there is so much good stuff to talk about. Uh, I think it was with Warner Brothers where it was the African-American family where they reclude to um, a beach uh, yeah. town or somewhere. Yeah. I think that's a really cool premise, so I'm very excited about that one. More diversity and more information. You know, I mean, we all need to educate ourselves on some things. Top five, I mean, of course, Tom Hanks was amazing. Uh, and Bad Batch. Bad Batch, of course, is coming back, and I'm not surprised about that at all because everybody loves Star Wars. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, and I'm, of course, super stoked about all the, the comic book stuff, uh, knowing that uh, Agent Carter or Captain Carter in the What If series, uh, that's exciting to know that she's going to be throughout the uh, the entire run of the series. That That's epically cool um like you disney doing all the moves with diversity and 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 you know uh the people of color and putting them in important spots um now if you could just get that whole woman thing under control with right scarlet right like let's not just bash saying. women or belittle women because they have power um pretty come on fucked disney. Up. Yeah, get that shit pretty straight. fucked up um dope sick I, I am oh, so man. beyond excited for that. That yeah. was one of my favorite things, talking about that. I can't wait to talk to Danny about that. That's going to be epic. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there's so much great stuff going on, and it's hard not to have fun with Tom Hanks. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so that was fun, too. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah, man. Um, so good. So freaking good. Not a lot of superhero news, though. I mean, no, there's like know, a handful of stories. Yeah, but, but you lot. know, a lot of some, some Batman news. Blue Beetle. I'm super excited about Blue Beetle. And, yeah. Uh, you know. A lot of good stuff, though. A lot of good stuff. And of course, you guys know we love the one, the only Oprah! Oprah!